Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. It's Friday, and more importantly, it's Canada Day. That's right, in honor of Canada Day, one of the greatest days of the year. I got some of my fellow Canadian rockers with me to celebrate great Canadian rock bands. It is the Canadian Rock Show today on Talk is Jericho. Brent Fitz and Todd Kearns, uh, two dudes that I've known for years, and they just finished up playing for about five years with Slash, uh, slash f- featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. They were a couple of the Conspirators. Great dudes. Grew up with Fitz. Have known uh, Kearns. They work. They play with me in Coverboy. Uh, we also got Red Solo Cup Jeff, a dude that I've known for years. Grew up in Westwood area as well. Fitz, Kearns, and Solo Cup Jeff all grew up in Winnipeg, in Saskatchewan, like me. They love music and went to a lot of concerts growing up, the same ones that I was at. You're going to hear about our favorite Canadian bands. Some you'll know, some you won't. you hear about our first concerts, first albums we've bought some of our favorite venues in the world and what happened when we had the opportunity to meet some of our local musical heroes aka kickaxe we had a great time reliving some of those childhood memories uh funny funny guys man that uh, kearns makes me laugh uh, just his voice and the way he talks is great you're gonna laugh along with us it's a very special show i always love having uh the multiple guest shows and to have Todd and Brent and Jeff uh, with me, we did this in Las Vegas. Hilarious stuff on Canada Day. It's perfect to uh, to uh, for you guys to hear the Canadian Rock Show. It's gonna be a good one, eh? It's gonna be a fun one. Total hangout session with the brothers, and you're gonna uh, laugh and you're gonna join in with the laughter. But first, I can't say it enough times. This is something that's not laugh worthy, but it is very uh, inspirational. I'm talking about the resurrection of Jake the Snake. It's a documentary on DVD or Blu-ray, one of the best documentaries I've ever seen, and not because I'm in it, which I am. You guys know how many times uh, I've talked about this, how much I love documentaries, how many I've seen. I tell you about them on the show all the time, but Jake's documentary is at top, top shelf. It's such an incredible story, uh, not uh, just a wrestling doc. It's it's, it's just a, a great story. You don't have to be a wrestling fan to appreciate how amazing this story is. Uh, and that's what this movie is about, Jake's story. The story about how Diamond Dallas Page and his crew saved Jake from literally dying. I mean, Jake was famous for being uh, on the people's Deadpool for years. He was a mess. He has cleaned up his, uh, his life. But when DDP first contacted him to try and help out, Jake was in a really bad place uh, ddp brought him to his uh, accountability crib in atlanta and literally saved his life like i said ddp and director steve you filmed jake's three-year journey to turn his life around to kick drugs to reunite with his family and reclaim his career and they show the whole ride you'll be mad you'll be sad you'll be pissed off you'll be laughing you'll be crying and more importantly you'll be cheering for jake the snake it's an emotional roller coaster uh, one that has a very happy inspired ending and it's out on dvd and blu-ray now and dallas and his crew have put so much time and work into the collector's edition uh, it's got 20 bonus features, 20, including a commentary track narrated by Dallas, Jake, and director Steve Yu. And right now, you can get the collector's edition of The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. It is a must-see if you go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. And if you use that promo code Y2J, you get 10% off anything you buy for a limited time. Not just the documentary for uh, DDP's yoga programs as well, which you need to do. You have to watch... Uh, if you're thinking about doing uh, DDP yoga and you're looking for a, a jump-off point, you should watch the Resurrection of Jake the Snake. When you're finished, you're going to you're going to want to check out DDP yoga and get involved in that. So go to gdpyoga.com/jericho. Uh, check out the Y2J. You get 10% off, and you can buy the Resurrection of Jake the Snake 10% off. You can check out the DDP yoga yoga programs, which changed my life and so many others, and the DDP Yoga Now app which is one of the most technologically advanced apps that I've, uh, that I've seen in a while. I do all my workouts on the app now. There's no nothing to lose, everything to gain. 
ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get into it. Get in the best shape of your life and make it happen. All right. Um, before we get to the Canadian Rock Show, I just want to talk quickly about the announcement of the Jericho Network. Very, very excited about that. Uh, this stemmed from an idea that uh, that my manager and I, uh, my manager Barry Bloom and I had it around uh, the end of last year. We contacted Norm Pattis, the uh, amazing uh, head of Podcast One, and pitched this idea, and he loved it as well. The Jericho Network is an extension of Talk is Jericho. It's a bunch. It's going to be a bunch of great podcasts with great hosts under my umbrella. Uh, dealing with wrestling, uh, there'll be uh, music, there'll be paranormal, there will be uh, everything in between, and I'm really, really excited. Pop culture, I got a great, uh, great idea for a pop culture show. Very, very excited to roll this out with the first show on the Jericho Network being Conan. Yeah, absolutely, one of the most outspoken, intelligent, funny, uh, don't give a damn uh, guys out there, Keeping It 100 is the podcast that will be debuting very, very shortly. The Jericho Network is going to... Um, like I said, uh, I'm hoping that you guys enjoy this 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 uh, this idea. I want to bring in some guys that I know would be great as podcast hosts that haven't had the opportunity to have their own show. Bringing them in under the Jericho Network, so it's starting very very soon with Conan keeping it 100. And uh, stick around right here to hear more details of when the first episode of Keeping It 100 will be uh, released. The Jericho Network, man. I'm just continuing to build to build this empire to keep you guys entertained and to keep you guys involved. And I couldn't have done it without all of you guys and all of the uh, the response that you've given to Talk is Jericho. I mean, it's just going through the roof. Uh, no matter who's on the show, you guys are listening. And it's very, very gratifying and humbling and awesome to know that you're bored with me on this. And I continue, uh, hope that you continue to stay bored with me on the Jericho Network with Conan. Keep it at 100. I will get back to you ASAP to let you know when the first episode starts. And then after that, about probably once a month, I'll introduce a new show. And uh, you guys will sample it and keep the ones that you want to listen to and get rid of the ones you don't. And, and we'll do the same. The shows that... Uh, our hits, the shows that have the best um, focus and the best uh, the best fan base will stay, and then some probably will have to be replaced, but that's all part of it. It's the Jericho Network uh, debuting very, very soon right here on PodcastOne.com uh, and iTunes and all the places where you get the, uh, the, get the podcast. So very, very excited about the Jericho Network and very, very excited about the Canadian Rock Show. That starts now. Happy Canada Day. Eight. You can do whatever the hell you want, man. <laughs> So this is like, uh, I have a list of, uh, get all the microphones ready, lots of tangled cords. There's a big crew here today. I have a list of, uh, of potential show ideas, and one of the ones I had was the uh, uh, the uh, podcast with the, the summit of the Canadian Prairie Boys with uh, Brent Fitz, uh, Todd Kearns, and uh, Jeff, Red Cup Solo Jeff, uh, your first interview ever. Canadians, correct. Think, yeah. Lots of musicians here and Jeff. Yes. And so we're all basically from the prairies and we're going to just like just so many great rock and roll bands and so many great stories. And um, Todd, are you from Winnipeg? No, no, I'm from Saskatchewan. So I feel odd man out. But, but it's still the prairies. Though. It's still the prairies. Yes. But you're yeah. in the club. You're in the club. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the. <laughs> so, here, so the reason why I wanted to do this, and it's the same reason why we had uh, our, our cover boy band, because there are so many bands from Canada in about the time frame from the late 70s to the early 80s mm-hmm. that no one else in the world knows about. But we're just amazing, amazing bands. Absolutely, yeah. And it was just a really golden age for Canadian rock and roll at that time frame. I'm talking about Streetheart and Prism and Trooper and Harlequin and... Queen City Kids. and Queen City Kids. Kick-Axe. 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 Yeah. Who played Jeff's high school? 
They did. They Kikax played what? Sturgeon? Sturgeon. Okay, tell us about this. Here's, here's the story, and Todd, you have to bear with me. So, Kickax is probably the best metal band from that 83, 85 period that never made it bigger. Yeah, they were of the, uh, certainly of the you know metal days. Mm-hmm. Those guys should have been way bigger than they were. Yeah, four-part harmonies. Absolutely, yeah. Right, and as yeah. a singer, that's legit, uh-huh. four-part harmonies. Real right? deal, oh, yeah, yeah, real deal. Yeah. Uh, they toured with Priest. They, they toured with Triumph in Canada. Did they? They, I saw there was, a, there was a Helix double Helix. bill. Yeah, a Helix, Helix double bill. Helix White Snake. Whoa, Kickaxe, I think. Really? But, but Kickaxe were like the little band that could from Regina, but they kind of were transplanted mm-hmm. to Winnipeg. Yeah, right? yeah. They, they based themselves out of Winnipeg, I think. Okay, so so, so but they, the big thing was, I remember I went to Westwood. You went to Sturgeon. You went to John Taylor, and so, you went. Where did you go in, in Saskatoon? Lanigan Central High School. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because as low level as Winnipeg is, Saskatoon is lower. Well, this is the, I was like small town Saskatoon. outside of Saskatoon. Like Saskatoon dude. is lower than Regina. But well, it's, let's give it's this let's give Todd a pass. You were actually born in Manitoba. I was born in Lin- no, I was actually born in Estevan, but I lived Estevan. In, oh, shit. I, I lived a chunk of time in Nor- in Lynn Lake, Manitoba, <laughs> for like about thirteen years. Twelve years. Yeah. When, when I was a kid, I went to Ukrainian uh, camp with my cousins. <laughs> This is the coolest story ever. <laughs> yeah, we, we to You're totally going to get chicks with this story. <laughs> <laughs> to Ukrainian camp. So was, uh, my wise cousin Chad has been in this podcast before many times. And my cousin Todd, they were from Yorkton. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're Ukrainians. And yeah. my mom's Ukrainian, so half Ukrainian. Ukrainian. So we had sure. to go to this Ukrainian camp where we're doing like the Ukrainian dancing sure. and like, you know, the all that sort of stuff, learning how to speak. And uh, one of our counselors, I still remember his name was Kevin. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was so cool. He's like this strapping, like, you know, wearing like those Stuart Copeland shorts and no shirt, <laughs> glistening in the sun, muscles in a tan, and he wow. was from Estevan. Can you tell this story with softer, slower <laughs> tones? <laughs> he, he, he walked out Please of the don't. lake, <laughs> his skin glistening in the sun. But he was from Estevan. Estevan. So whenever Saskatchewan. I hear Estevan, I've got a man crush on the whole city of Estevan. You know the other because of Kevin. The other claim to fame that Estevan has is on the recent Motley Crue tours. That's a place where some guy jumped Mick Mars and oh, yeah. took him to the ground. And I'm like, they play- first of all, I was like, what? why are they playing in Estevan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a true Crue Estevan? I know. And then yeah. uh, some guy tackled Mick Mars and then Nicky kicked him and was like, there's this big scene going on. I, oh, like, I remember seeing, seeing it that. online. I was like, Seeing Estevan Saskatchewan on Blabbermouth and Metal Slug. Wow. Like, what the fuck? And you're wondering, like, Mick Mars probably should have just shattered, like, the uh, evil Terminator in Terminator so, 2. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so those Estevan, those Estevans want their rock and roll but I was properly. More, yeah, exactly. They but were mad because Vince was only singing every second line. I'm maybe. sure it was just one too many little <laughs> bats blue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was born in Estevan, and then we moved to northern Manitoba right away. So I was, before I was even one years old, we were in Manitoba for... And I think I moved back from my th- around my thirteen. I was about thirteen, fourteen. We moved back to Saskatchewan. So. Can I just say one thing about, about you said something so Canadian that I say all the time, and everyone corrects me. One years old. One years old. Uh, he's one year old. And the other give, the other giveaway was I moved back in grade nine. In grade Not nine. ninth grade. Yeah, ninth grade. Grade nine. <laughs> Here's another one. Here's another one. Let's do some Canadian terms. So I phoned him the other day. <laughs> yeah, not called him. Yeah, yeah I phoned him. I phoned him. It's a verb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, what about motorbike or motorcycle? Oh, motorbike. Motorbike. Motor- I say motorbike. That's a good one. Motorbike. Serviette. 
or a serviette. <laughs> My parents come to Vegas. They're like, uh, so by the way, an extra serviette. People are like, huh? What? <laughs> cutlery or silverware? <laughs> yeah, cutlery, yeah. silverware. Yeah. The service right. station. Hey, you know, with your eggs, do you want wheat or brown toast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, brown you, toast is a big one. How about this? Is another, can you tell me where the washroom is, please? Washroom's yeah. a big giveaway. Yeah. 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 Yes. Which, in reality, I always say restroom and bathroom seem completely wrong in a public setting. You're right. probably going to wash in there before resting or bathing. But, <laughs> yep, but, but washing Wait, sounds And right. here's the worst one. You go to England. Can you tell me where the washroom is, please? What? Are you talking about the toilet? Yeah, straight up yeah. toilet. Where's yeah. the toilet? Like that the just toilet, sounds right? vulgar. Yeah, I know. Just, no. I guess it is. It's yeah, just a toilet. It yeah. is a toilet, but don't, yeah. I don't want you to like. I don't want anyone to know. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going there to wash. Yes. And then look in the like Heathrow Airport for the WC, the water closet. Water closet. Yeah, that's a good one. I never even know what that meant the WC, yeah. the yeah. water closet. Water closet. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Why water closet? Because it's a closet and with some water in it. But then you're know. not. But it's not though. It's, it's a not toilet, at all. No, right? yeah. it's, it's just, just a, a, yeah. the loo. The loo, right, right? Right. I just want to make it clear that people have supper at my house. Supper. Oh. That's a big one too. Supper. But that's that's actually yeah. like we don't I, dinner. even in places like Toronto or like uh, Vancouver, it mm-hmm. became dinner. Like it was like a city thing. Like city folk call it dinner. But there's regional things yeah. in Canada too, right? Like even like in small a- towns, it was or in in Saskatchewan it was always supper. You're coming home for supper. That kind of thing. See, but know? we would never say that. We said dinner in Winnipeg, which is just five you? hours down I've the road. Supper. You said supper? Yeah. I'm a maybe, supper. maybe it's a city thing. <laughs> yeah. When I came to the uh, where we are right now, I parked my car on the parkade. See, parkade. that one. Very Canadian. No one knows what a parkade is. Parkade, guys... yeah. Sure. Car park in England. Car park. Car park. He's yeah. a parkade. And yeah. then uh, Ryan Coke is another one. Can I have a Ryan, Ryan Coke? Coke? Yeah. Oh, uh, Caesar. A Caesar. A Caesar. A beverage. Which is a horrifying drink. You guys drink Caesars? <laughs> I did. I was like, so, I was so not Canadian. What's a Caesar? It's a clamato and and something, isn't it? I don't forget what it is. Clamato juice, which Vodka, is probably. which it's is a bizarre Mary. mixture of like tomato and clam juice or yeah. something, isn't it? Yes. My my cousin, uh, my cousin came to uh, once again. My wife's cousin Chad came to uh, Tampa. We went to Burns Steakhouse. I'm sure you guys have been there. I've heard of it. Sure. One of the nicest steakhouses. Beautiful place. Yeah. He asked for a clamato juice. And they looked at him like he was. <laughs> and he explained what it was. So they brought him tomato juice. With actual clams Ew. around oh. the edge of the uh, of oh, the glass, yeah. <laughs> sure. Not all right. That's a classic <laughs> so, okay, so we're talking. Following the explanation, yeah, I suppose. It's, it's literal. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, Kick Axe, and they were the band in about '84. The the album was called Vices, and then the big thing was, and I went to Westwood. You went to John Taylor. You went to Laurel Heights. No, Lanigan. College, Lanigan, Lanigan Central High. Lanigan Central High. Come on, don't act like you don't know where it is. And their <laughs> hockey team, their hockey team was the Lanigan Pirates. The Lanigan Pirates. Lanigan Pirates. That's we right. had the Westwood Warriors. What'd you have? Uh, Pipers. JT Pipers. Team, what do you got? The Sturgeon Criminals. Yeah, yeah absolutely. From I came from, like Westwood, they used to call it Hollywood High. You oh, guys did. Wow. We like, did. Well, I don't know. Somebody did. Yeah, actually, we're never supposed to really get along. We no, do today, but we, back in the day, we were did. enemies. I used no. to hate you back in the day. Fitz. I did. I hated you guys should have it out. <laughs> I did. Right I used to see him at McDonald's. It's like, oh, there's Fitz. I remember Warren Rumpel just hated you. Look at Fitz. He's got his blood, blonde hair. Stupid idiot. Because <laughs> I never had blonde hair. No, oh, for one reason, I'm, I'm envisioning that you had maybe yeah. some girl. Roll the advance. You had some yeah. some blonde highlights in there. You, well, no, it yeah. was blonde. There was highlights. We all had blonde. You know, hair. we all had pretty bad hair back then. Well, of course, but yours was always nice, though. You always had good hair. I had nice hair. Thanks. Yeah, nice. mine was always bad. Yours was nice hair. But the thing was, Stuart, did he have the Stuart Copeland shorts? So that's what I want. <laughs> no, but I like, knew what you like meant. Kevin from that. Esteban. 
I had the visual when you said those shorts. Those Adidas shorts. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, yeah. We had the gym class. We were Bruce Jenner style in grade seven. In the day, that's exactly grade seven. I had Stuart Copeland on this very podcast, and I said that to him. I said you should bust out those shorts. He's like, yeah, grandmothers. Why you lock up your grandmothers? You know. So, 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 so Sturgeon was always kind of like the place where. In my mind, I was envisioning like if there's drug deals going on, and right. like if the teenagers remember when you were a kid, like teenagers, yeah. there's some teenagers. If the teenagers are going to like you know mug somebody, they'd be from Sturgeon, right? But Kickaxe played a show at Sturgeon at your high school, correct? And that was and and we all tried to go there. I remember literally trying mm-hmm. to go to Sturgeon to get into the show. And Did you have in. to be in that high school to see that show? I guess like a high school dance. Yeah. So unfortunately, I was not old enough yet. Uh, How old did you have to be? I was just not in the high school yet. Oh, oh, nice. oh <laughs> I'm not as old as you guys. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so can you so, edit that part I, out? I had the soup can because you had to have a soup can or whatever. Bring a bring a bowl of, a bowl yeah, of soup. No, or it was for a charity. Yes. Okay, wow. so so what? So you had the soup can, and they said you can't get in. Pretty much. So how did how, how did they do? Do you even know the story? Well, how did, how did they end up playing at Sturgeon? Well, no, I don't know that part. That's where Fitz came in. He's the one who brought it up. I brought up what? That's the, the Kit Kats played at Sturgeon? Sturgeon. Well, I yeah, they did, but I didn't go to Sturgeon, so I didn't get to go. Well, so we don't even know. I thought you knew the story. Oh, no, he just brought it up. Well, that was, a, that was <laughs> somebody scream at the research the fact department. That they were such a big band to us as kids, though, and they played a high school I, in our exactly. neighborhood. Was, yeah, like, but that was massive. not uncommon back in like back in Saskatchewan. I I, I played in like high school bands, and we right. played. Oh, what we do is play high schools. We'd go to like I know at That's the end of the day at you know Channel Five and Ituna, Channel Three, and like they would name all these towns. <laughs> you know, and I say I played there, I played there, I played there. I'm sure you did the same thing. Of course, every town in Saskatchewan. And then eventually into Manitoba, and eventually into like Swan River, Manitoba, and all these places, and then but, but, into but, Alberta. But you're playing like that's a local band, yeah. Like, so, and, I, and I'm assuming that bands like Street Heart or, or anybody probably started in some similar way but, and then moved into clubs. But Kickax had already had a, a Vices was already. Oh, so out. they were they were already they were already legitimate oh, yeah. like big wow. time yeah. national rock and roll band. But it, then again. That school did have uh, Jeff Lowry as an attendee, so <laughs> no, he was probably. But they they knew yeah. it, they foresaw. They foresaw. They foresaw. <laughs> hey, if you <laughs> want to talk, foresee this thing happening <laughs> to me. Canadian rock and roll too. The Crash Test Dummies went to that high school too. To Sturgeon, yes. you didn't know really. That? I did not know that. The Roberts brothers. Yeah. Okay, well, let me tell you about so Brad, Brad Roberts, though. Okay. All right? Crash Test Dummies, for the people that are listening at home, they, um, mm-hmm. they do I know? you got to be yeah. real baritone in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't get that low. Yeah. <laughs> they really made it You're going to give me that Ben Affleck Batman thing. <laughs> 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 when Weirdo Yankovic actually covered their song, you know that they made it. Right. Yeah, right? totally. So uh, uh, Brad Roberts was my guitar teacher. No, no way. way. Yes, at so, Kent's Music. Kent's Music on Portage Avenue. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I remember he used to wear uh, long johns to work. Just Wait, long, is just, that a Canadian word? I don't know. I think long it is. Johns, long long underwear. Johns? Long johns, I believe, is a Canadian term. Yeah. <laughs> ah, another one. <laughs> because there's no such thing as a short john up there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, boy. Hey, hey. And unfortunately, none of our names are John. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, he was uh, my guitar teacher, Brad wow. Roberts. Wow. And, um, he so he wore long johns long, like Long johns, like just nothing. long johns. He was oh, a wow. kind of a. Yeah, I remember his hair looked like he had just taken like a, a razor blade and just cut random right. places. He was like a punk guy. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I remember the reason why I remember this is because he had just gone to Minneapolis to see the Stones on the Tattoo You tour. Oh, wait, oh wow. wow. So it was 82. 82 or, or something yeah, like 81, yeah. 82, something like that. So he said, because we, we were learning, if you guys, I'm sure you guys took guitar lessons or if you didn't, mm-hmm. you have to learn like Irish washerwoman. 
Bing, 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 bing. And so after like months of this, yeah, hot cross buns. He's like, what do you want to learn? I'm like, can we learn some heavy metal? So he taught me how to play Photograph. Oh, wow. Really? Iron Man. No way. And then three, 10 years later, whatever it is, 15 years later, he becomes this huge international star. Yeah. With mm I'm so surprised he, he didn't teach you Kiss because I heard he's a huge Super Kiss fan. Superman, never. They have, have that one too. Yeah, Superman as well. Yeah. I think he might tell me Doctor Love as well. There you go. Call huh. him Doctor Love. Yeah. Right. I know he's a Kiss fan. So yeah. So, um, so th- we're talking about 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 Rod Robertson, and then we got to there because he went to Sturgeon and talking about Kickaxe. Uh, Kickaxe. Did you ever get a chance to meet Kickaxe? I did. Well, not till years later, but um, oh, never to meet a, this is a crazy, uh, weird story. But I went to see Avril Lavigne mm. in uh, like 2002 in Winnipeg, right? And I happened to be home in town. And after the show, I look on the side of the stage and I go, "Man, that guy looks really familiar." And I look over, and there's someone putting bass guitars away. You know who it was? It was George Kristen, the wow, singer the from Kick Axe. From Kick Axe. I came over, and I was like, all kind of like. I don't know. I was like starstruck or something. I came over and tapped. I'm like, George, you know, I love your band and everything. And he actually did not want to talk about kickaxe. And I was kind of shocked. Isn't it a drag, right? That's a super drag, dude. Yeah, it was a little. Because he was real deal. That guy was a great singer. I mean, singer, you, Chris, you and I man. saw him at Centennial Concert Hall in Winnipeg. And wait, you have a good story because I think you were on stage that night. And I, would, <laughs> I feel like I'm done the reason the why I hated you. I'll, I'll throw it out too. <laughs> so there's a, a contest in the Winnipeg Sun. To meet Kickaxe, and it was on the welcome. Was to it the, the Sun or the Winnipeg Tribune? It was the Winnipeg Sun. Okay, not the Tribune, and not the Free Press either, because there was three papers. As press, a right? kid, I delivered the Winnipeg Free Press in Saskatoon. <laughs> no, in Northern Manitoba. <laughs> Are you not following the story? It's <laughs> <laughs> your first hosting job. <laughs> so, uh, Todd Kern, so how did you start playing bass uh, guitar here? No one wants that oh, story. So you're in a band. Tell us about Sturgeon High School and Kickaxe. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you keep saying Northern Manitoba where? Flin Flon? Lynn Lake. Lynn Lake. North of, north of Flin Flon. Hey, dude, I wrestled Fuck, we Lynn wish Lake. We were Isn't Tom Cochran from up yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Tom Cochran was born in Lynn Lake. Okay. So really? was John Kearns and Ryan Kearns, my brothers. But Okay. Okay, there's three <laughs> Kearns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably your From Age of Electric as well. Another no, Canadian band. Also Lynn Lakers. So, um, uh, so they had a contest with Winnipeg Sun, uh, Meet Kickaxe. Right. And my friend David Birds won the, the, uh, the, the contest and invited me to go with him. Wow. And I was like super excited. Like getting to meet Kickaxe was like getting to meet the Stones in nineteen eighty five. You never meet anybody. So that was they were the first rock stars that I ever met. Sure. And I remember backstage, uh, I had the, one of those old ca- uh, Kodak cameras that you go and yep. wind, 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 wind. And I took all these wicked pictures. I remember there was one with George Chris and he had his hand on my chin and he's making a funny face and like here's like a like ha ah, he had on my chin. And um I had all these pictures from the front row where he was headbanging and I was getting covered in his sweat. <laughs> Much like uh, Kevin, from, Kevin from Estevan that time. And then, we can't talk about it. And then uh, <laughs> we got to go sing on stage with them during with no a little way. help from my friends. Wow. Super cool. And everyone used to So that's in a lot of ways what you became you know, musically, everything else. It's their fault, it's really. It's their fault. And yeah. here's the thing, even better. I, people used to bug me in school because I hogged the mic. <laughs> Uh, that sounds about right. There was a bunch of people around. I just hogged the mic. <laughs> yeah, but for the, coming. but this is the old days when there was no cell phones. You take the picture, you look at it right away. Sure, yeah. The the uh, stupid uh, camera didn't work. I lost oh, all the photos. Bummer, dude. Uh, and so then I sat in the back of class drawing all the pictures from memory. Oh, I drew wow. them. So that was the first uh, rock stars I ever met. Who's the first rock star you ever met, Fitz? Jeez. Um, 
<clears throat> I have to think. I have to real quick on the uh, the kickbacks thing because you and I are actually friends with Victor Langan, the bass player. Victor, La- or, or my cousin Chad was a Victor Large. He thought his name was Victor Large. Victor Large, large. and he's not a large guy. He's, he's, a, he's quite a small. No, one. but in the last couple of years, we've actually gotten really close with him. So totally, I'm always yeah. hounding him about his Fury bass, that yeah, crazy was, bass that he used to play. Rocket ship. Yeah, yeah, like a somewhere between a Batman airplane and a yes. Yeah, Did yeah. you buy one? No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find one, yeah. The classic If bases. anybody out there has a crazy Fury base from the 80s, it looks like <laughs> please, a yeah. spaceship. Please. Probably three I think they call it a space there. base. I'm not sure what it's called. Oh, well, it's, it's it makes totally sense. Rhymes, insane. Rhymes. It's, it's, it's first a Saskatchewan company. Okay, so my answer you, okay. actually and is... you guys I, think, too, first rock shows you ever met. I know I right to, now. Uh, so when I was a kid, I don't know if you guys did, but I sold uh, drinks, Weed? popcorn, oh, and all that stuff at the Winnipeg Arena Uh-huh. at like 12 years old. Did you really? Yeah, 12 years old. Okay. Just so I could go meet my favorite bands. So the first band I ever saw backstage was Paul Hackman from Helix. He no was the way. first guy I ever met in the back, waiting to get no my like number us, to sell my whatever. No, you, why was he? Why was he? Why? Well, it was that concert. It was Helix and I forget what it was, but it was maybe Helix and Platinum Blonde or something. Oh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> it was Helix and 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 Kickaxe that Helix one and too. Honeymoon Suite. That's it. Oh, really? the one that I saw was Helix Wasp and uh, Crocus. So this is way before this was Long Way to Heaven tour. Oh wow. Afterwards, yeah, long way to heaven. Long way to heaven. Is that a Helix, Helix album? That was the one that uh, was Helix after album. the good What's ones. What's on it? Long way to heaven. Uh, I got the shirt. Kids are all shaking. Okay, yeah. Kids are all shaking. See, this in is what the happened. USA. Though, like, all these bands had all these great tunes. Like Helix was all about walking the razor's edge. Rock you. Give me an R. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then Long Way to Heaven came out and it was like the wimpy album. Oh, you're gonna get your ass kicked by Brian Vollmer now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I doubt that's going to happen, but, <laughs> but you may get he'll challenged. Be, he'll, he'll yell at me. Screaming. Yeah, exactly. So, so Helix came to the Winnipeg Arena on that tour? Yeah, it was definitely whatever tour it was. I, I met Helix backstage in the – but I was selling drinks. But okay. I was so excited to meet those yeah, guys. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And that was one of the things that happened later was I would always – I worked at the arena to go to the concert. So I saw a lot of cool – Shows when I was a kid, like I saw Bowie, Glass Spider Tour, and oh, all that, wow. working at the you know, that stadium. Was in the arena or the stadium? No, stadium. Oh, so you worked both. Yeah. but I, Helix I, wasn't playing stadiums. I really didn't work. I got fired eventually because all, <laughs> Fetzi, all you do is watch the concerts. It's yeah. like, well, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so why I'm here. Yeah. Currency, first uh, band. Well, see, it's even in, more bizarre for me because there's no Winnipeg Arena or even a Saskatoon Arena. I lived in a small town, like 1,500 people. It was like, you know. It was just what was the, it called again? Lanigan. Lanigan. God damn it, Chris. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm still thinking about Lynn Lake. I'm getting confused. Yes, the man. I've had quite a traveled dope. story, my friend. <laughs> uh, but for us, it was like, you know, just the chance of seeing a band. To us, it was a thrill to see, you know, go out and watch some some teenagers jam in sure. their basement. It was a trip. Right, right, you know? right, right. But uh, I remember we were in Saskatoon one time because we'd go into the big city, which is like an hour away. And Alex Chwacki from the Queen City Kids, who most people listening to this are going, who? <laughs> yeah, but, but Alex, but here, honestly, Queen City Kids the Queen rules. City Kids were the baddest motherfuckers, and especially because yeah. they were from Saskatchewan, and they had a record deal through Columbia or something like that. Was it CBS or something like that? Anyway, we had their records. And, and, they had a and, huge song called Dance. There was a huge song called Dance. And, this might have been on their first album, because I remember Alex was walking from the Capri Hotel on, on 2nd Ave in Saskatoon. <laughs> To the A4, this this right. the major rock room in, in in Saskatoon at the time, and me and my friend chased him down the street. I didn't chase him; he was like walking with a guitar case. Yeah. Literally ran up to him, and we were like, I don't even remember what the hell we asked him. Just kind of like, hey, blah blah blah. How, how'd you recognize him? I just we knew who he would look like. Because here's the thing: it's a funny thing. Like in this day and age, there's so much information. Out yeah, there. I, mean, I could I could Google Alice Chernicki now, and we can yeah. see his picture. Yeah. But at the time, you didn't know. 
like if you didn't see the picture on the back of the album, you didn't really know what the guys looked like. You had no idea. That's true. I mean, right? that was the interesting thing is not only did you not know what people looked like, you never really saw them in in like three D moving form. You only yeah, ever yeah, saw yeah. bands in like stationary, right. two dimensional form. So to see them in in person was like, oh. I think that's that guy. Yeah. And another thing we did, because I remember going and getting, you know, I don't think we got an autograph or anything. I think we just said something totally bizarre and awkward. And I'm sure he was like, you know, patting us on the head. You Thanks for the music, man. Keep on playing there, kid. <laughs> and then one time, my friends, I was, we were really young at the time. So it was, so it was like we, we, we got in line to watch Toronto, the band Toronto. And they had the headpins were opening, and the headpins we never heard of yet. But I remember being blown away by both. And I remember going to the Hudson Bay, the Bay. <laughs> Is that Lanigans? In, no, in Saskatoon. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to follow along. Follow You're me. all over the place. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm doing something interesting, it's in the city. Trust <laughs> me. Yeah, in the city. Saskatoon, which is at the low yeah, end of the city. Yeah, yeah. That's like the, the big city was so Saskatoon. So here's the thing, just explain quickly. So Toronto and the headpins both had female lead singers. Yeah, it was yeah. the Lock Up Your Sons tour. Nice. You like, you like to play on that? That's great. And they were great. Back I mean, the Stuart Toronto, Toronto was a great. Uh, they were kind of like heart, but your Cana- daddy don't know. Yeah, but wait, wait. Like we Canadian can, we, can we just talk about that? Because yeah. you just said Toronto and Heart. So they're actually the writers of the song What About Love that Heart had a massive hit with. Toronto what about is love? Everybody who's Knight? listening to this, go Hollywoods. to YouTube. Go, yeah. go yeah. look it up. If you looked up the Toronto version of What About Love, it's almost verbatim. And they so were they the writers. They released it first. Yeah. They did. And Heart wow. covered it later and had a massive hit. I can hit, play it in my car for you. It's okay, Brian Allen and the guitar player. Uh, I forget her name. Was that anymore, Brian but... Too Loud McLeod? No, that's that's, that's Chilliwack. Headpins and Chilliwack. Headpins and Headpins. Chilliwack. Anyway, I stood in line to get the Get It On Credit album signed by Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I remember like, I'm like, okay. I, I, I kind of like went along with my friends. I kind of like wasn't really all that familiar. I was kind of like, okay. But, I, but my, in my very first band, we put it together. We had a girl singer. So we ended up playing all kinds of these songs. You know, because nice. it was like, because in Canada, we can all attest to this. None of this music was bizarre or like it was just to me, Toronto was as big as Heart and yeah. and the Queen City Kids were as big as ACDC. ACDC, yeah. Really? Right. To, to us, it was like because just because it was all regional. Many yeah, times. absolutely, dude. That, and that's what I'm saying. Like you said, in, in the regional area of Winnipeg, Saskatoon, the prairies, these bands were huge. Totally. Like Streetheart, it's funny because Todd and Jeff both showed up wearing Streetheart shirts. <laughs> this, the same one, by the way. And not even like we didn't even call. Them, uh, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. We just, we just I mean, ran. And, and yeah. just for the extra uh, honorable mention, I have I own that Streetheart so shirt. So does yeah. So if we actually went to our closets and we could have worn all. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But a band Kenny like, would be beaming right yeah. now. <laughs> but a band like Streetheart was massive Dude. because they were played on Winnipeg radio like every still hour to this day. An hour. It's still, still to this, to this day. day. Yeah. Yeah. But if you go, you know, three hours south, nobody in the States had ever heard no. of Streetheart. Right. And, and to be honest, uh, to be honest, I still believe the Streetheart was they could have went toe to toe with anybody. I agree. You know, Streetheart guys were badass. You know, they opened the uh, ACDC back in black tour, I think. What? Yeah. In Canada? Yeah. Wow. They, uh, either back sense. in black or for those about to rock. See, but, but that would fit. No, no, wait a second. For those about to rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for those about to rock. You're out, you're out in a boot. <laughs> but I mean, and that's the thing. It always it, it, When I first moved, and you guys can probably attest to this as well, when I first moved from Canada to the States, which was, I guess, probably 94. It was, it was 96. Because we all moved there at the same time. But I had moved oh. to, to to Knoxville, Tennessee, in '94 beforehand. Oh, before me. I moved to, to Florida in '96. Yeah. But yes. even going down there and talking to people, so yeah, yeah, Kim Mitchell, go for a soda. 
Nobody knew what I was talking about. Really? No, no, nope, not even that song. Nothing, that song, nothing, nothing. You're right though, because that I, I have a friend that's really. It's sort of really kind of like that's something you'd have to go and discover. Like I have, I have friends that that have like they've found things like. Kim but Mitchell. but why why did like let's say okay we're talking about like so why did Rush cross the border? What about Triumph? Triumph, cross Triumph the was really Triumph big in Texas. Border. Yeah, sure. Triumph played the S Festival. Okay. Right. three. They're on the famous yeah. heavy metal. Day. They're the lone yeah. Canadian band. Why on did those three guys go? Those bands go, and the other bands like Streetheart never made or Harlequin. Yeah, but did songs them. like um, "Sunglasses at Night" by Corey Hart was that an American thing too? It had to. That was that was a hit, yeah, right? It was yeah. right. I wish we had an American. Lover Boy was huge in the States. I was talking to a friend here in Vegas last night, and he said April Wine Roller was a really big song. Big song. They they play April Wine on Ozzy's Boneyard. Okay. So April Wine was another one that was able to cross the gap. That's still a badass song. April Wine's a badass band. They're really badass. And you talk about Skinnerd or or Iron Maiden now. April Wine, one of the first three guitar bands. They really were, yeah. And really utilized that three guitar thing, too. But here's the thing, though. When you see their videos on Much Music, which is MTV for us Canadians, pretty ugly guys. (laughs) Man, you can hear your ass kicked by Miles Goodwin (laughs) and Brian Vollmer. You know what? Can we all say that? (laughs) Let's go on. A lot of our favorite bands, there was a look. There was a Canadian, like we always say, there was a certain five-piece rock band, yep. Canadian prairie, like yep. keyboard player, and, yep. and, and a five-piece guys that all kind of looked like mustached. Like, right, balding. You know, well, just, Streetheart was balding. Kenny Shields, lead singer, bald. Daryl Guthiel, a keyboard player, bald. And now, so now I got Daryl oh Guthiel, Kenny Shields. I, uh, <laughs> I taught currents up now. Brian Volmer. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Volmer. I'm not saying that. Here's where I figured out something about life, okay? okay. I went to Red River Community College in mm-hmm. Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Great place. Learned a lot of stuff there. I went from 88 to 90 before I went to wrestling school. In 80- I saw Lee Aaron play there. In At Red River? Yeah. Another Aaron. Canadian. Oh, dude. Okay, we'll, get, we'll write this down. <laughs> write down Lee Aaron right now. I tour with Lee Aaron, so. Okay, write down that. double Lee Aaron. But I, let me finish the story. So, 89, I'm in creative communications, which in Red River was journalism, advertising, radio, you know, everything was very, um, you know, very much a, a media centered sure, yeah. uh, program. Mm-hmm. So, in 89, it was a two year program. I finished my first year in 89. I see Daryl Guthiel there, yeah. who was the keyboard player from yeah. Streetheart, still sure. is. And I've, I remember I freaked out, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. The keyboard player from Streetheart is in the school, right? And I couldn't figure out why, because he's a rock star. But he was in Streetheart. He went back to school. Why is he in school? But you don't know that as a kid. You think Streetheart? They have six albums out. Yeah. He must have twenty million dollars in the bank. Yeah. Right. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Doesn't work that. Yeah, way. but Duff McKagan went back to school. Ah, yeah. too. You know, but that yeah. was on his own. You know, he just for. Well, so just because he's Duff and he's, you know. Because he's really smart. And I'm not to, saying Daryl's yeah. not, but I think no. Daryl went back to school for other reasons. Sure, yeah, yeah. But still, it really kind of blew my mind. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. Like, you don't just become a millionaire because you have an album out. Which I think we all kind of thought that when we were kids. Yeah. But that's true. You know, I mean. Well, this is taking a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the real. It's like I'm saying. It's the, the reality co- of the Canadian music industry. Is what you're going to say? <laughs> yeah, right. But, but the other side of the when we talk about the look of, of of these bands, you know, like like April Wine and all that, I really have always kind of believed that Canada has always really, really kind of they really like that every every man kind of look to a band. Like they, you know, well, of course, Canada, though, but right? yeah, it's Canada. It's like you know, they don't. I don't know that they're really all that hip to. Really fancy people sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. What I mean, like I'm sure that Corey Hart, Platinum Blonde, 
those kind of bands when they came along. Platinum Blonde were like the Beatles for like a couple of years there. I don't know if you guys remember that. I but wonder I was if like, they crossed the border. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, I think they had. They did not. No, but there was screaming girls and stuff. You know, like. Doesn't register? Yeah, when I play mm. at the Can Am party, I got a hundred people See, at my house. You have the Can Am party every year. Can Am party, where yeah. you where you play World Canadian famous. music between Americans and Vegas. Canada Day is on on July first, and and American yes, they uh, uh, Independence Day is on the fourth. So what? So what? Okay, so you would know this, Jeff, and you have yeah. a lot of Americans over yes. your place and Canadians as well. Yes. What bands resonate when you play them for the whole crowd? Well, I mean, like Loverboys, like. Yeah, Neil Lover Young, Boy, obviously Neil Young, but you have to. I mean, the catalog gets way too. That's a pretty fast catalog. Yeah, but I mean, like for example, like uh, the Guess a Who. A lot of people get really yeah. The, the Guess Who's popular, but sure, yeah. But I mean, I can start playing the headpins and like, wow, I like this. Who is this? Wow, or like because you can play like mm -hmm. two or three songs. They're uh, great songs, and, exactly. Or you can get into. I mean, I can play uh, like certain Biff Naked songs. And oh yeah, pop Biff Naked. See, I don't yeah. know any Biff Naked songs. Yep. So, so Biff, Biff she, has, she, has, she, she went she to crossover uh, hits, yeah. my high school. Yep, that's his. I still call her yep. Beth Torbert. Biff played Biff, name? Beth Torbert. Beth Torbridge. And Todd, you're, you're good friends with her. Yeah. Yep. And you knew her after, you know, when she moved to Vancouver. But yeah, I just I talked to her not that long ago. Just, she just put out a book. Yep. But yep. she was on Leno. Book. Like, that's how much she crossed over. Wow. Yeah, she's Leno. She was, yeah. On the, she was on the Wrestler soundtrack with a cover of uh, We're Not Gonna Take It or something like that by Twisted Sister. Yeah. Okay, so so those bands are resonating. The, the David Arquette movie, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, Ready to Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, Ready, Ready Rumble. to Rumble. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So she made it on. To, she's made a, a presence in the. But US. it always. It it. Here's my question. Though, like, I'm asking it again. Yeah. It always kind of amazed me. Why did certain bands make it to the next level in the you states know, and some didn't? It's interesting you say that because I remember hearing. Remember how big Trooper was? I don't yes, know. Yes, huge. Because I was in, in Raised a Little Hell. They were like an arena rock band. Little, they, yeah. These bands would play like that's what people don't understand. They play hockey arenas. Like come through town. So did Prism. 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 But I remember hearing that. Trooper was selling. Somebody told me anyway that you know they were selling like hockey arenas, and then to go to the states, you're like kind of like at the local, you know, like a starting the, yeah, the yeah. pub, yep. like the so, tragically hip, tragically hip, yeah. tragically so you, hip played like you know four nights at the Winnipeg Arena, go to First Avenue in Minneapolis, yeah, mm -hmm. Princess. So they play the stadium in Winnipeg, sure, and then go they're like play the Rolling it. Stones in Canada. Those guys, you know, and, and, and what's yeah. the cap at First Avenue? A thousand. It's small. It's, it's just small. It's small it, if it's a thousand, yeah. And and they didn't even and fill every, that up. And then uh, everybody shows up in like a you know Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. It's like <laughs> yeah. you're just like wow, where did the VW van come from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But it's uh, you know I think there's an interesting thing that happens when a, when a band starts to have a career somewhere. Not only like I think even if you're from Nebraska and you get a career happening in the states, to go to England and go. We're gonna, it's going to suck. We're going to get in a van. You know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of bands have a hard time Don't want to make making transition. that transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that the same thing happens in Canada. So a band like Trooper, who's a hockey arena band, suddenly going down and, and probably mm. starving to kind of get a career happening, it's tough. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. We got Fitz, Kearns, and Solo Cup Jeff here celebrating Canada Day with me. And that brings me to this question. Who are the biggest Canadian bands uh, but first take Rush out of the equation? Triumph. Trump. I think. Are you what, what, biggest Canadian band in the world? Or are you no, saying no, big, the oh. biggest Canadian band in the Amer in America? Well, Rush Adams. wins, obviously. Brian Adams. 
Brian Adams. But but here's the thing though. Another funny thing. Brian just like disappeared for the longest time. Correct. That seems to be my choice. You know what? So. It might be okay. the bare naked ladies. Wow. True. The ladies are big. Here's yeah. another reason. Yep. What's the show with all the nerds? Uh, oh, big, oh, big Bang Theory. Hunt. No, no, no. Oh, the the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I don't know. Which one? Big Bang Theory. That's yeah. the one. What show did you say? Kids <laughs> in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. <laughs> Which was a great show. Yeah. The Bare Naked Ladies sing, sing the theme for um, for the... Uh, they built the pyramids. Da, da, yeah. Da, 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 yeah. Mad Science History. Yeah. No, 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 no. Great harmony. But those guys had hits. Like, I mean, they had like... Uh, I can't even think of the songs that's on there, but they had hits. It doesn't matter. They had a lot of hits. Wait, wait. Bare Naked Ladies? They had a song called Grade 9. Yeah, What's that song Chica called? Chica it's uh, yeah. called One Week. Oh, one week. One time and I saw you there, babe. Something like that. Yeah, sorry, right. yeah. And, yeah. and another band that continued on with other singer. Yeah. They lost one of their singers. Really? Nobody noticed. You would never know. That's the only singer now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I got it. What did you say? That's it. No. Okay, so I, I got an email the other day about uh, Lee Aaron's new album. From uh, Chipster. Is it a Chipster? Metal? Oh, yeah. I, don't, yeah, uh, I used Chipster, to work with Chip. Yeah. So there you go. So Chipster's doing Lee Aaron. Is it a metal album? Uh, apparently it's a rock and roll oh, album. Oh, okay. Let's talk about Lee Aaron. Now, I don't care what anybody says. And if you're listening at home and in, in TV land and right. you don't know Lee Aaron, Google Lee Aaron right now. There's two A's, A-A-R-O-N. Yep. And it's not the shitty L-E-I-G-H. It's Lee. I spelled it correctly. Thank you, Lee Aaron. Go look her up. Lee Aaron. Metal Queen. Metal Queen, man. She was the hottest girl in rock and roll. Remember the dude, the guitar player in her band had that crazy handlebar Big Schnauz, mustache? John L. Banny. Well, he looked is like that, most name? John L. Banny. He looked like all the other Toronto kind of he Canadian did. guitar was, player guys. He, John L. Banny could have been in Hippo Wine. He could have been in, <laughs> in yeah, he a kinda, Lover Boy. Yeah. He could have been in Moxie. Kick-Ass. Totally, could have yeah. been in Moxie. Lita <laughs> yeah. Ford had nothing on. Nothing. nothing. Lita Ford, not, it was hot at the time, not as hot as Lee. Lee could sing her ass off, too. Yeah. Do you remember her being in Wee Magazine? Anybody? Oh. <laughs> First, Currency, explain what Wee Magazine is. Well, we meaning? I only really read it for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> it was some sort of, I think it was, oh my gosh. Was it English? I think Lee's calling me right now. Okay. <laughs> Who Sorry. is? Uh-oh. So, uh, mess with wow. the, the, it might be the makers of Wee Magazine. We're getting a, no, wait, an injunction wait, upon wait, us. It's <laughs> Brian Vollmer. He's yeah. going to kick my head. <laughs> fucking dead. Dead Jericho. Okay, so tell what is We Magazine? It was a nudie magazine, I believe. And what does We stand and for? We is French for yes. Yeah. Now was it was it a Canadian magazine then? Yeah, of course yes. it was. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Really? I know. I, I never thought of that. Okay, so so we had our own nudie magazines. That's yes. how far. How wow! I didn't even <laughs> know that. That's how far. I, I only knew. Yeah. Think Lee Aaron would be another one. I don't know. I thought it was, <laughs> no, I, I could we, see some. I could see some manager somewhere saying this is going to be great for your career. Trust me. Yeah, well, we magazine. We was French for yes. So probably French a French Canadian, French Canadian magazine. Canadian there magazine. you go. And I remember <laughs> I went to Red River Comics in Winnipeg and asked if they had the Lear and Wee magazine, and they did, and it cost 12 bucks. Wow. Which at the time... May as well have been yeah. 50 bucks. Yeah, exactly. $100, yeah. And I still bought it because I had to see Lear and... I Topless. I think topless. it was only topless, wasn't well, it? Well, I don't know. In my mind, I'm thinking bottomless as well. <laughs> Somebody Google that. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that she had a video for Shake no. It Up, and she was wearing red spandex oh, yeah. trousers, uh-huh. and trousers. you could see everything. Like... Yep. Lips was not just the singer from Anvil. <laughs> also Canadian. He was filling in. You know what was great, was though? Filling. I remember. Yeah, I was jamming. You know what I remember? Uh, I remember seeing Lee Aaron on a TV show pro- uh, before Much Music called The New Music. Oh. Remember that? Yeah, Toronto? that was with, uh, so with Christopher Den- Ward. Denise Donnellan no. or something like that. Oh, well, yep. hold on. Yeah. And, and J.D. Roberts. Yes. Wow. John, Ro- John Roberts. And who That's is right. John- J.D. Roberts now? 
Please. on CNN. He's now called John Roberts. But that's it's if you and it's hard to find some of it. He's an anchor man on CNN or on the spot reporter named John Roberts who used to be the host of the Power Hour on Much Music. Yes. He was like the Ricky Rockman of Canada. JD yeah. and he looked like Rick Springfield back then. He, he was did. Kind of like he was a good-looking guy. Yeah. yeah. He was hot. But like he would Not interview ACDC and, 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 and Rocket Rio. From, uh, like, Kevin he from had, He had the exclusive and stuff like yeah. he had the greatest interviews. Yeah. Okay, we're just looking up uh Lee uh here from Wee Magazine. She's wearing kind of a leather studded choker. Um, and she's about it. Are you sure that's not Kevin from Estevan? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a transgender now. Yeah, yeah, God bless. <laughs> she had hits, though, in the, like, after that. She had, you know, What You Do to My Body well, and all those songs. When, when, when the, when the, when the, her album was called Body Rock. Exactly. Yeah. What You Do to My Body and Hands On were huge hits when I was in college. Do you, think, River. Those, do you think those crossed over? I don't think they did. Mm. And they should have. She was hot. Yep. The songs were catchy. Yep. Good hooks. That's it. Why did Lee, was it management? Maybe was Bruce Allen involved with Loverboy? Bruce, Bruce Allen, Allen was involved with Loverboy. Yeah, so that's yeah. why Lover, so Bruce Allen and Brian was, Adams and Brian Adams. Well, Lou, Lou Blair was in Lou Blair, Lou Blair and Bruce Allen were partners twelve bucks. Or any Connellyne Crush? Connellyne Crush getting Ooh. deep. Yeah, yeah, some more bands. And, and he now manages Michael my, uh, Bublé. But there see, that's go. the thing, though. So those bands were yeah, huge because they were managed by Bruce Allen, who was the big promoter in Canada. And so it was Brian Adams and Loverboy that had um, – because I talked to Bob Rock about this when he was on the show. Why did Loverboy make it? In Born words, in Winnipeg. I know. We talked about that. I didn't even know about you, that. You asked him that? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. He was actually the cousin to Thorlean Oliver, who was the hot girl in school at Westwood Collegiate. Jesus. And I'd always heard about that. I was, I'd ask zero degrees of separation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Zero high school. Zero degrees. <laughs> so, but yeah, so there's the Canadian issue where all these bands were huge in Canada, but didn't make it to the next uh, the next step. And there was there was so many of them. Uh, I remember when do you remember when Harlequin opened for Van Halen or for David Lee Roth? Well, they were supposed to. They didn't. No, what David Lee Roth? Like Eat Him and Smile. Yeah, too? it was supposed to be Harlequin. I didn't know that. It was. But, it was, and, but, and but I remember Taylor Harlequin did. being no. like. Harlequin was a hockey arena act too. I mean, like we when they would come to Humboldt, Saskatchewan, or something like that they played like the Corral or something, which holds like seventeen people. Probably, yeah. <laughs> At the time, though, it was like you know, it was like a hockey arena, so they were a big band. Well, and they were. We were saying earlier, just before we got into this, about being, them being produced by Jack Douglas, who was a right. Aerosmith, right? And all like all, and all those records actually hold their own. It, for anyone who's love, who loves Cheap Trick and John Lennon and Aerosmith and all those records, because Jack you know, Douglas produced all those records, mm-hmm. right? But I, most people have not heard the Harlequin records, and it's unfortunate that people. So how would Jack Douglas end up producing a Harlequin record? Call up George Belanger right now and ask him. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what I mean. It, they must have been signed to whatever deal they were signed to. Right. And Howard, you know, they must have sent around some, you know, to some producers, and he must have said, "I like these guys. I'm going to take a but shot." It's on so it. subjective. But it is like, weird, like isn't we're it? talking about. Like, and this is this, this goes back to the first sentence of this podcast was this golden age of Canadian rock and roll, yep. where all those bands should have transferred to the next step, but. Like you mentioned, this is getting dark. Like the business, the business <laughs> side of rock and roll well, took over. There is a certain connection to uh, Harlequin. What were we saying? Queen City Kids, Kickaxe, Streetheart. and Streetheart. They were all managed similarly. I think the same managers or something. You never know. I don't know the whole backstory, but I think mismanaged, they're all managed, mismanaged by yeah. by the same thing. Well, we can't name names. Oh, he's going to come after us, too? Yeah, exactly. See, it's funny, though, because when Ace Frehley did the Second Coming album, right. he did Dancing with Danger, which was on Street Hearts record. Let's talk about Dancing that. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about Street Hearts songs that have been somehow 
stolen and used. Right, right, right. So, okay, so, so, so Ace start, did which song? Dancing with Danger. Right, from and the I'll, Dancing I'll, with Danger album. Exactly. And by when, I, when I had uh, the first time I ever had a chance to ask Ace Frehley a question on the Eddie Trunk show, mm-hmm. I said to him, Hey, uh, Ace, I have a question for you. You did a song called Dancing with Danger on your second coming record. How did you end up doing that? And I'll never forget because Sebastian Bach was sitting beside me. And Canadian when, as well. He goes, yeah, he goes, <clears throat> who cares? <laughs> and in the Twilight Zone episode where you were able to pause time, I just wanted to punch him in his fucking face <laughs> and knock out his red stained, red wine stained teeth. Uh, but I was like, I was like, I care. And I was like, Ace says, he was like, I don't even remember. I have no idea what happened back in those days. I guess somehow there was like a, you put a song out and then you put it like into the, into the pot of right. songwriting possibilities. Right. And they chose that one. But that was a street heart song. Yeah. Other ones? Uh, there's well, the, there's uh, the Hardline hot record Cherie, yeah. that had the hit Hot Cherie. Which, which Neil Sean in uh, Neil Sean was in that band. Yeah, Jonathan Cain. Jonathan no. Cain. Yeah, Jonathan Cain was in that band. The right. was, Dean Castronova Castronova. was in that band. Now, I was really into that record for a long Great time. Great record. And but and I was actually really into their version of Hot Cherie too, which is a street heart song. Wow. Was it ever released as Street Heart? Well, it was oh, yeah. on a it's record on, called uh, Buried Treasure, yeah. which was kind of a, okay, a B-sides yeah, yeah. or something. But Okay. Um, so there's a couple Street Heart songs, but there's a, a, some connection to Spencer Proffer, who produced all those records. Mm-hmm. The, that Street Heart. Quiet, Pasha record. He produced and he also Quiet produced Riot, King Kick. Cobra. Well, hold on. He produced Kick Axe. Right. Yeah, Kick-Axe. So Kick-Axe, what, right. what about the Kick Axe songs that ended up in the on King the Transformer record and the King Cobra album, yes, and they were called Kickaxe was under the fake name of Spectre General. Thank you. Good answer. <laughs> How do you know that? Not There's only is seven that people listening flashback, people <laughs> yeah. still listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to the original, and this this is my f- show, and I love this shit. So if you don't like it, stop and go back and listen to Hulk Hogan. I don't care. <laughs> I love the fact that, uh, so here's the thing. So on the first Transformers movie, and I'm not talking... The animated movie. Yes, I'm not talking back Michael in the Bay. 80s, I'm talking, yeah. Yeah. 84. 84. Yeah. There was an animated Transformers movie, and on the soundtrack, there's two amazing songs. One is called Nothing's Gonna Stop Me Now. The other is called Hunger. Yeah. And they're by Kick-Axe, but the studio, movie studio, said that Kick-Axe is too evil of a name to, in 1984 oh, okay. to, to uh, like Spectre General sounds kind of scary so they too. came up with Spectre General wow so, but that's really kick-ass but Hunger went on to be recorded by King Cobra on their first album right before right. he was a transgender yeah, right who, yeah, before he was now a transgender as before well. Mark was Marcy Mark is Marcy second um, song Piece of the Rock also on by Kick-Ass yeah, on great, that record great tune great they're tune. actually great versions so those uh, King Cobra versions are good versions they're very close to the Kick-Ass version sure exactly actually, yeah. exactly but so let's talk isn't about there some so Wasp that's songs that, that, that was yes that there was there's Running Wild in the Streets really? is also I think Kick-Ass is involved in that as well I'm quite some sure the there's something on the last command second album yeah the last command yeah do you know the story about Kim Mitchell and oh, David please. Lee Roth? What? That's a great story, yeah. Check it Todd, out. tell it. Kim Mitchell. Uh, Kim Mitchell. <laughs> huge, once again, I huge just read, I just read about this. He told me like something about this, and I kind of wrote it off as just it sounded like one of those, because Fitz is always telling me these crazy Winnipeg stories. Everything great from everything Winnipeg. Everything rotates Everything, everything Winnipeg. wonderful happened in Winnipeg. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a Chris there's the song there's a song. Oh, yeah. Was it is it is it actually a Max Webster song or is it is it a Kim Mitchell song? Kids in Action. I think it's a Max, Max Webster, Webster song. Webster. Yes. So so David Lee Roth when they were doing Eat 'em and Smile, they had Kids in Action, that song by Kim Mitchell or 
or Max Roser was on the pile of songs to be recorded on the album. Apparently, they were really into it. On the Eat Him and Smile record? On the Eat Him and Smile yeah. record. And, and it got they, beaten out by, I think, Tobacco, Tobacco Road. Road. Wow. They decided to do Tobacco True Road story. instead. So Kim just recently talked about this on, on uh, radio or something like that, was telling mm-hmm. the story. And I was like, what? It just sounded so bizarre, but there you go. Just well, because here's another thing, too. Is Kim Mitchell opened for Van Halen on one of their tours through Canada. Yeah. So there was already a Kim. Because the Eat Him and Smile has six covers on it. You guys know that? No. Well, it, it's that's life. That's life. Uh, uh, well, is it oh, shy, boy. shy Boy? Shy Boy is song. Yeah, yeah, Shy Boy. Um, there's uh, 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 a bumping uh, grind. Uh, Tobacco Road, and there. What's this? It, it's not. It's so easy. What's the third song? Uh, That's life. No, 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 no. no the third uh, song record. It's. Uh, I I'm I'm easy. I'm Baby, easy. I'm easy. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Number six. <clears throat> There's six. Kind of like Diver Down or something. Yes, there is no, too. Yeah. Right, lots wow. of covers on that. Yeah. So Fitzy, how many Canadian bands have you been in? You've been in tons. I mean, Todd, you might even been in a few too. I don't know. But I know for sure that I'm you've been in a lot. Well, I mean, well, some all of the bands, bands I've been in are mostly Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> of some of I the bands. I mean, the Canadian yeah, yeah, yeah. bands. Well, actually, yeah. You, of course, Age of Electric is well, yeah, Age of Electric. just as famous band as any of these. Sure, but that's, that's going on to like the 90s era. I'm talking okay. about that late 70s, early 80s. Well, of those bands, I did play with Kenny Shields from Street Heart. Street Heart. Uh, I played with Harlequin. I even did a record with Harlequin. Wow. Wow. And... Um, what else? Like how we're impressed by that more than like <laughs> he, he, played, he played with Slash and yeah, some yeah. stuff. But you guys tour the room with Slash, the Conspirators. The by the way, I didn't even say this. Todd and uh, Brent are in Sla- uh, Slash and the Conspirators, featuring Miles Kennedy and, uh, and Frank Sidoris. So there's uh, they, 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 <laughs> that's the new name of the band, <laughs> featuring Miles Kennedy said, and Frank Sidoris. I said Slash. How are you going to put that on the marquee? <laughs> slash plus the Conspirators plus Miles Kennedy, whatever. So, anyways, you guys have toured the world, but we're more we don't even care about that anymore. Yeah, you guys had a gold record. You played when. Stadium. But he played in Harlequin. Yeah, that's, he played. That's a yeah, he played in Kenny Shields. <laughs> he had Kenny Shields. He played yeah. in Straw Dogs. Yeah. Okay, so it's Harlequin. Yeah, <laughs> Straw Dogs. Whoa, now you're uh, digging deep. I, but I wished I played in Orphan. Seventh Heaven. Oh, Seventh Orphan. Heaven. Orphan. Did you play in Orphan? No. No. We played Orphan. I saw it, my my story about Orphan. I snuck into a bar at like 14 years old. That same A4 club, that, uh, and <laughs> our, our friend Howard here was probably running sound. I snuck in there at 14. It's Saskatchewan ID. You never had a picture. Did you guys have pictures? No, we didn't. Yeah, right. Like that's back when they do just kind of give a give a hint of who I am. <laughs> they, would, they would ask you quite, at, at the door. They would ask you things like, uh, "What's your star sign?" Just to kind of catch you, uh, Aquarius. <laughs> Get the f- out of here. All right. Well, why would the bouncer even know? Unless he was like, unless he was like Sonny Boner or something. Why would he even know? Like, hey, dude, you're obviously a cancer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a quick segue. But they had to quick. They had to kind of quiz you when you would. To because get the in. thing was, it was the same in, in, in Manitoba. You would have your your birth certificate, yeah. which would be basically um, a little card that would say in like there would be like a blue thing on top, and it would say in black like Chris Irvin. Uh, birthday. So we would go to um, whatever the new version of Staples back then was, like, you know, Hallmark store or something. Yeah. And buy these little decal <laughs> numbers. Yeah. And then we would take 70 and put uh, a decal six and a decal seven over it. Right. And then photocopy it. And then take that and put this really shitty lamination on it. Right. So we would have a one sided black and white photocopied ID that would work 60% of the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it actually worked. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I was in the Ville. 
When I was really? freaking 14 looking at strippers, man. Wow. The no Ville, way. baby. It was no. rippers back then. Rippers. rippers. Yeah. Peelers. Peelers. <laughs> it clearly had no effect on you. Being. <laughs> I, remember, I remember sneaking into the zoo once trying to see the killer dwarfs and getting turned away because my fake ID wasn't good enough. Wow. I was, you couldn't get into the zoo. I was 15 or something. Oh, oh yeah. the zoo was like the big metal club in Winnipeg. The great. Metal it just closed. I, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. What's um, I DJed there. Oh, Jeff really? was the DJ at the. That's right. You DJ were the Jeff. DJ at the zoo. Yes. DJ Jeff. and Georgie's before I became rock and roll realtor. Jeff. <laughs> oh yeah, I get a plug in there. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. available to sell all your uh, homes in uh, Las Vegas. So you had fake ID for what we were talking about? I was going to see Orphan. I oh, went. I was like 14 years old. Lonely at night. Yeah. I went in to see Orphan from Winnipeg, and uh, yeah, I, I was telling this story to just the other day. We were talking about it. How. I remember them playing "I Am the Walrus" and it being like really trippy and like oh, really. Wow. But I was like stuck, stuck in the, I was a tall kid, so I was always kind of like just gonna guy. sneak in with my friends, and I just kind of <laughs> sat in the back by the soundboard, oddly <laughs> enough. And I remember watching them and being like really blown away by that. But uh, then I saw Orphan later on opening for Platinum Blonde, and okay. it was like it was like Beatlemania with it was just like girls. Did it suck crazy. for you being like nine feet tall and you're trying to sneak in as like a no? Because you kind of they just kind of went. Oh, I think sure you like obviously. Like, Joey Ramone style. I just kind of looked up at you and went like, whatever. I don't you know, think they thought I was like you've you got know, the 12. Same or, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the other thing about being from the prairies. Because our drinking age was 18, 18 man. we yes. really were starting young. Like, yes. Yeah, for real. I know Todd and I, we started playing clubs in our yeah, like, we, basically we were 16 years old playing nightclubs wow. playing in, in cover bands we or sat, whatever. I, we, were we were like kids. There was a couple of us in the band who would sit in the kitchen between sets because... You know, you just—they knew we were kids, so, so you got—they got would let you play, but yeah. they wouldn't let you hang. And out you the literally, bar. Sit, I remember sitting in this chair, like looking out at the bar. It was the weirdest thing. In the like kitchen. it wasn't like anything was happening out there that was that weird. Like, like industrial-sized cans yeah, yeah, of Heinz yeah. ketchup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> fucking bugs everywhere we, and white vinegar. Yeah, and white, white vinegar. vinegar. We uh, showed up for a, a Fozzie gig really early on, and I'm not even joking. It was the the, the quintessential. I told them to put Fozzie first, puppet show second. Uh, it was a high school reunion. And it was at a sports bar oh my in God. somewhere in Allentown, Pennsylvania, or something like this. No, Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And we walked in, and it was like high school reunion, Fozzie. And when we got there, before we could set up the high school reunion, just finished. So we sat in the kitchen, and I, I remember I put my black leather jacket on top of the giant industrial size cans <laughs> of Heinz ketchup. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> this is terrible. Was that your light-up jacket? No, it wasn't. Oh. It's was the leather jacket from, from the leather warehouse in Winnipeg. Oh, so uh, there you go. Not from Danier Leather? Danier Leather. <laughs> <laughs> How about Warehouse there's One? A, there's warehouse a, One, anyone? Warehouse one? Still there's around? I don't know. I used to get those leather sweaters, you know, like sweater and parched leather from Randy River. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Park. Jesus Christ, Park. Randy River. Uh, stitches. 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 Yeah. So Warehouse One, did you have that in uh, Lanigan? No, not in Lanigan. Okay. Oh, Lanigan, it was like you had, the sand. you had a sand store. Sand store was a big one. Oh, sand. S-A-N. Every small town in Canada has a sand store. Sand store. So uh, Warehouse One, though, the cool thing about it was you could go buy your back-to-school clothes, your back-to-school jeans. Right. Painter pants. Painter pants. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I had those. And. I, I got it for And. You could buy uh, some LPs from the top thirty selection. Right, oh. they had in the uh, in the store as well. What? That's where I bought Love It First Thing. Oh, really? The wow. album was at Warehouse One, ah. and that's spelt W E A R House. Did you guys steal records? Were you guys bad kids? Did you? Yeah, we were all criminals, what? dude. We were uh, kids, full on criminals. It's getting dark. <laughs> yes, it's took a dark. Getting fired up, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but those were cassettes. Back <laughs> in tells the- what happened. Cassettes, you could. <laughs> 
Sure, they're easy to get. Yeah, easy to right. steal back then. No, yeah, those big we got caught. Un- unfortunately, is what okay, happened. Tell, 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 tell me what cassettes you're stealing. You must remember. Revolver, Fair Warning. Nice. Uh, I don't really remember them all. So Usually, you- we actually got. I got caught stealing a, a soda, like a, a, a sorry, a pop. If you want to talk <laughs> Canadian, there's another Canadianism. <laughs> you use the Frank soda. Any, do you guys have any pop? <laughs> pop is Canadian for soda. But it's also in like uh, I think in Michigan and places like that they say pop. Northern. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, Windsor. I, I don't know. I had like a you know A and W root beer in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a small town, right? So it's like no every- one knows what we're talking about. We're <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is one after another. Spotty blow, body blow. A W root beer. A and W root beer. A and W is one of the best fast food uh, chains in Canada, and they actually came up with the genius idea of selling the root beer, which was always the the uh, hook. Yeah, of going. And there was the root bear. Root- he was the yeah, he the was the guy. Chris is on the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is great. So, do you know what? Do you know what A&W stands for? What? Ambergris and Whoopio. <laughs> what? What's this there? Ambergris and Whoopio. <laughs> so the Italian guys? No, I just. No. <laughs> <laughs> it took you a second. It stands no, for that's Art like, and William. That's, that's the joke you tell your like five year old. No, it's like they're like two names, aren't so they? they? Albert they, and Walter. They, they, Albert well, and Walter. Obviously, two names. So they would they would sell the root beer. In the stores because yeah. it was so tasty. You so had to you, but they went nationwide with the right, right, with the, with the like uh, you get it a can of coke and a can of root beer at no, the no, confectionery. No. Back then, we had to bring the bottle back to the. You oh yeah, you could get it refilled. Yeah, yeah, you didn't realize that. Jesus, just, and they had the drive-through. You're talking about like they would give you a refill. This is in the 1800s. No, he's talking about a bottle. And you took it back to, like, pick a pop or something, you know? But you took it back. Pick a you pop. Know, you know, pick a pop. Your listeners are like, what the f*** are these guys talking pop about? shop. Pick a pop. Pop shop. <laughs> okay. So let's go back a couple. Let's go back a few steps. So the, you just mentioned two. There was pick a pop. Yes. And there was pop shop. Correct. Okay. And those are two, like, soda. Two soda dispensers. And what yeah. would you do? Please. You... They weren't even flavors where they were kind of like brown, green, red. You would go into the pick-a-pop. And you would walk in with like a milk carton. And you would choose the type of pop you wanted. Root beer, whatever. Black cherry, Coke. Yeah, of course. I remember my favorite cream soda was a good one. Best. Best. They could have just called that diabetes in a bottle. Totally. They're encouraging you to drink nothing but soda. And this is sugar, sugar soda. Pop. Drink a pop. And it would come in a basically a clear white. Oh, yep. sorry, a clear glass bottle with no label, and on the uh, on the, cap. the uh, cap it would say what flavor it was. Yep. Oh, okay. And you yep. would walk down the aisle mm-hmm. and choose. Okay, I'll take three grapes, three black cherries, <laughs> three orange lime wimps, and these were limes. only designated by this, some sort of bizarre, unnatural colors that they were. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't right. like that. Mm, this tastes like black cherry. Black <laughs> cherry yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd go home with your case of pop, right? Drink it throughout the week, and everyone's just drinking pop. We're all just sugar high. This is like, big city folk problems. We never had any. Of that. Oh yeah, no. we were all f***ed up on the yeah, pot, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you take... we were busy stealing A and W root beers. <laughs> you wish you could have stolen some black cherries. I'll yeah, tell you exactly. what. So then you take it back in the milk carton, and then you would give your empties to the guy at the front. He would put it in the register like ten cents, ten cents, ten cents. Then you would go get another round, and you right. would get that dollar fifty off. Of your next yep. round, yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the big like. If you uh, we're going to pop shop this week, yeah. oh great! And I was always a pop shop guy. 
I didn't like pick a pop. I was pop shop too. Oh really? Were you Max or Seven Eleven? I was a Seven Eleven guy. Max 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 Milk is a Canadian. All of they had better had better slushes back in the day at slushes hush puppies they call them hush puppies. I hated that because I thought hush slush puppies. Thank you. Doesn't hush puppies some sort of a potato thing? That's hush puppies. Slush puppies is what you. Oh, the play on words. Max had the Hostess chips where you'd get a like Hostess. They had the Motley Crew or the different sticker inside. Really? They had yeah, like the like rock band stickers? Yeah. Oh, in the, yeah. the Hostess wow. Chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Hostess, Hostess and Old Dutch were the two Canadian companies, yes? Yeah, yeah and here's the Ch- These are like Canadian. chips. Ketchup chips. Ketchup chips can is I, the can most Can I hear a whoop whoop on ketchup chips? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they have to be Old Dutch. That's yeah, the brand. Yeah, That's the only be. one that matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but nobody knows what ketchup chips are in this in this country. No, It's slowly coming around. Pringles tried a couple times. It doesn't. It's not successful. Pringles tried? Yeah. I've mm. never seen that. No, 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 Pringles ketchup. ketchup? No, 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 Lay's. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lay's. Lays, did. Lays, did. Lays okay. Uh, Pringles did the salt and pepper, uh, salt and vinegar. Oh, there you that go. That one, yeah. Is salt and vinegar not a thing down here? Not really. Really? No, no it has to be. So, so McCain uh, Five Alive yep. was the juicy we drank. I would come over <laughs> from school. I would turn on uh, Taxi, would always be on CKND yep. from Winnipeg. C-K-N-D. I would grab a, uh, uh, a, a bag of sour cream and onion chips. Mm-hmm. Which chips, not, yeah. Chips. 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 Anybody from Canada is still listening. You guys know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> if they're the still there. The they're not yet, but chips uh, chips in England are uh, fries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And, or, and, and, crisps. and potato chips are crisps. Crisps are chips. Right, yeah, right. Or whatever. Exactly. Fuck. It's, exactly. it's confusing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Hercules was the, was the cartoon. Yep. Did you now, that, is that a Canadian show, though? Yeah. Is that a Canadian show? Yes. I think so, yeah. How can it possibly be? They Hercules. Were, it doesn't seem know. like it. Well, I, 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 when you talk about it, only person <laughs> that knows it. You think it was a Greek show? <laughs> yeah. yeah, overdubbed is whatever uh, they want. Hercules cartoon and Rocket Robin Hood. Rocket Robin? Rocket Robin Hood. So, done with the same, yeah. same people there. Yeah. Exactly. So, Jeff, uh, we, we mentioned before our first rock stars we ever met. Who's the first rock star you ever met? Rock, first rock star. Who was the first rock star you ever slept with? <laughs> well, Brett Fitz, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Well, that's, that's all of us. That was just to seal the deal. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't buy a house otherwise. Okay, you think of that. <laughs> right. Were you ever involved? I bought a house from you. Well, yeah, because... Who was Did the first rock star? to get it? <laughs> Did you ever um, do the Jan door rushes? Oh. The two, what, what do you mean? So Lee Wren had this... Let me tell you this. So in Winnipeg, if you... Not only have you lost you your audience, You mean Lee Wren from the band? <laughs> yeah. Lee Wren from the band Wrench. Wrench, yeah. yeah. Wrench, yeah Here's the story. The Check it out. Jacket. So if you had um, a band coming to town uh-huh. that you wanted to see but you didn't want to pay for the ticket, uh-huh. you could do the Jan Door Rush. The Jan Door Jan. Rush. Yeah. This guy called Jan. He's a big fat dude with a big mustache, yeah. big walrus mustache, and everyone would pay him a dollar. And right. the tickets were like 15 bucks. So you get 15 dudes to pay a dollar each, right? Right. And then Jan would buy a ticket and then we would all wait by the back door of the Winnipeg Arena. Then Jan the would go inside, arena. and there'd be like this one old dude by the door, and he would kick the door open, and this hurricane of kids would come running in. No way. Yes, and you would run. Did you do this ever? No. We, we did something similar at the Regina Agridome. There was a back door. <laughs> Regina now. Regina. I love hey. it has to be the Agridome. Agridome, yeah. Right, right, right. Something to do with agriculture, I guess. But I only ever saw Kiss and like so Judas Priest you... there. <laughs> <laughs> if there was agriculture going on, it was mostly heavy metal in nature. <laughs> so how did you sneak in on that? 
I don't think we didn't sneak, but I remember going around the back door, and there was some sort of come around here, and we were like, okay, and then somebody just kind of had some move okay, like that. That's called sneaking. Right? Yeah, I think so we were we sneaking. Had, so, the, so there so was some sneaking involved. He would kick open the door, and then everyone would run in, and there would be this old guy every time. Deputy so, dog would be like, what the He'd be wearing like a red Winnipeg Arena jacket and just be sitting there like looking at you like, kids, are you kids? Stop it. And you would run as fast as you could. Right to the front of the stage. No, not, well, it wasn't like a direct crowd. line. You would oh. run up these stairs. Oh, okay. So you and you would run up the stairs and go around, and then you would walk, run out the this like area and be pitch black, and you're at the very top of the arena. Wow. And then it was up to it's you like an adventure. to disperse yourself down and not get caught. And I did the Jan door rush and paid my dollar or five dollars, whatever it was, yeah. twice. One was because I wanted to see Sword open for Alice Cooper. Whoa. Wow. Sword. Sword. Yeah. And two. Wow was because I wanted to see Triumph's opening band was Kickaxe. Oh, wow. So that was the two times. You never so did this? Did anybody no. get caught? <clears throat> no, never. Oh, okay, there you well, go. But it might have. I only went twice. I was too scared to do Right, right. Like but I wanted to see Kickaxe, but I didn't want to spend like, the you know, 30 bucks to see Triumph as well. You think I was, it was, ever, it was, I was ever, dollars back then. It had to be like $30 to me. You know what was, uh, like when you were a kid, to go get tickets for a concert was a big deal because yeah. like, if you were at school and then on the weekends, tickets went on sale like Saturday morning. Right. You'd take a bus That's downtown. And you waited select a seat, which was like in front of the yeah. Eatons or something. And then the store would open, <laughs> and you would do the dash up the escalators to the top floor or something. How crazy was that? So to go see a concert. before you would buy tickets online. Oh, absolutely. Of course. You would actually go wait in line, in line. at no. a ticket. Like or you, you could know. call. You no, could be on the phone call. Well, yeah, I yeah, camped yeah. out for uh, three days for the, what was it, the Skid Row Bon Jovi New Jersey tour. No way. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, right. you see out. like. Yeah. You see movies oh, like, for days. like even Rock and Roll High School or yep. Ramones. You see they the people would camp and like yeah. wait for days to buy yep. tickets. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's sort of a lost it, yeah, thing, I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, probably in a, in a good way, but it was part of the fun of like the. Oh, it uh, was the whole well, like camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, it was, absolutely. It was yeah. it. We got the first three rows all the time. I was with April Bellina and all these people. We would sleep in the car. We'd take turns. We'd be really so. This so you were actually camped out at the Winnipeg Arena for days for concerts, and then I went to the courts of St. James because they had a. <laughs> They select a seat in the little in the IGA. Store. Oh, in the IGA. Yeah, I worked at so, the IGA. Yeah. What? So, no one knows what yeah, the IGA. Yeah, I worked at the IGA, so man. Sorry, IGA is like a Publix yeah. or a Winn Dixie or, or a, Albertsons or a Ralphs. If you're on the Ralphs, yes, thank you. Local foods. grocery store here. Yes, yeah. insert and, local uh, grocery. We'd go see Marshall at Salisbury House in the middle of the night. Marshall Salisbury House. No one knows Salisbury House. That is so Winnipeg. Salisbury House. So not even one. That's that's like exactly. That's so selective to like that city. Not only have you lost your audience, you've lost me now. <laughs> <laughs> me and Kearns are out. <laughs> oh, you've been to Salisbury. I know. You know Marshall. Sa- Salisbury. Isn't Salisbury House yeah, so owned? Marshall's kind of wait, wait, wait. This, uh, yeah. Is Salisbury House, okay, yes, it's Isn't a it owned? institution yeah. Yeah. restaurant, but yes. Burton Cummings yes. and his manager, I don't and know the whole details, but it's owned by Burton Cummings from the yeah. Guess Who. but it's sort of Salisbury from the guess who, like yeah. a, um, a a Denny's, cafe. yeah, like a Denny's, yeah. Yeah. Cafe. yeah. But it was just—it's just a Winnipeg chain. Yeah, yeah. It's just a Winnipeg. So there's was... probably fifty of them in Winnipeg. Yeah, and you go there. There's probably that many though, wasn't there? It seems like they're every every corner. It's been around forever. Tim Hortons, my dad works at Tim Hortons. And South Coast, you would have a big nip. Yeah, which is so politically incorrect. I know. And we're not talking about a Japanese porn star. The name of the, the burger was, the was called burger. the Big yeah. Nip. Yeah. What? That's what it's called, the Big Who Nip. The and you can't. And any bleeding hearts listening, you can't yell at me. It's called the Big Nip. Still so back should, in time to this day. If you yell at anybody, you should yell at Salisbury. Okay. Yeah. And then Burton Cummings, who's the Winnipeg hero from the Guess Who, yeah, the singer came of Guess back Who, yeah. and and bought all the Salisbury houses. Yep. 
So that he's, he's like the big, the big return. You have fries with brown gravy, by the way. Brown gravy. Fries oh, and love gravy, gravy is a Canadian yes, thing, for gravy. real. Mm-hmm. But fries and vinegar also is as well. That white is too, vinegar. yeah. White, only vinegar. white vinegar. That seems to be like some sort of hangover from England or something, isn't it? Isn't well, because it the thing is, we are part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. This, here's the funny yeah. thing. The other day, I always say, like, you'll never, ever be the same again. Right. Again. Again is a So yeah. Vince McMahon, who's my boss, always laughs at me. He goes, well, that's so Canadian. I'm like, no, Vince. It's the Queen's English. Right. That's how it's pronounced. Just last week, I did a thing with this, his daughter, and, she's, and the, we look at the, the, the script that was written, blah, 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 and it says, never, never uh, be the same again, in brackets, said Canadianly. And I'm like, dude, this is the Queen's English. Right. And if there's any doubt, listen to Infinite Dreams by Iron Maiden, where the last part of it, Bruce goes, and again... And again, right. and again, and again. And that's where I got it from. Bruce right. Dickinson, who is from England. It's the king's English, <laughs> Vince, you dummy. It's not Canadian. It's the Commonwealth. You should just put, you know, put that around like, you know, we learn our English from Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> also, and there's always the constant discussion about the word sorry or sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. sorry. Because I, I always I always told a friend of mine once, well, it's spelled with an O. It's sorry seems to make all the sense in the world. Sorry, sorry, right. sorry seems to have creeped sorry. some sort of like Canadian uh, American uh, right, so, take so we, on it. So we say s- sorry, sorry, sorry. It's like, yeah, and how do you pronounce S O, Jeff? What's the word S O? How do you pronounce that? S O. You mean like the like the gas if station? I, if, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <so>. This has <laughs> gone deep, deep Canadian. Yeah, yeah. If I was going to spell the word S O, what does that spell? So. Yeah. So it's sorry. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If I was going to pronounce it the way that that the Americans pronounce it, it would be S A W R Y. You were losing sorry. audience members. No, no. My minus loves me. They're, 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 <laughs> they're on the edge of their seat for this. But Trust then me. again, the word worry is spelled. W O R R Y and it's pronounced differently. So right but, away. But, but you let's talk about so worry. So how do, how do you guys say uh, the name of Kurt Cobain's band? Nirvana. Nirvana. I know. Trust me. In huh? Canada, I don't know. Nirvana. Nirvana. Right. We say no. Nirvana. We do. In Canada, it was constantly. Have you heard Nirvana? They're great. Right. And then yeah. Cobain's like, you know, I don't know why you guys are calling it that. We've right. never been Nirvana. Right. And then there's drama. Pasta, pasta, anti, yeah, and we always get put up to uh, the wall on that. But that's yeah. that's our pronunciation. Yeah, garage, garage, yep. Gar- yeah, gar- garage, yeah. garage, garage. Right, but but Nirvana was the big one because, like you said, yeah. before I came here to the states, I had mm-hmm. never heard the term Nirvana. Nirvana, and now I've been schooled that it's Nirvana. Yes, right? well, I suppose I don't know. Maybe that word is pronounced Nirvana. You know, in England, in every other. We just kind of it's it's an A, and the A is either A or A. Nirvana. How, how did we know as kids to say ZZ Top the band, not ZZ Top? I guess that's we heard because radio, we right? we had Z twenty eight cars, Z twenty eight Camaro. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's so funny because then the, the, Tarantino brought that into play when he's like Zed's dead baby, and yeah, no Zed's one knew that. But we knew like that's yeah. Zed. Yeah. How did that come to be? Anybody know that Zed? That's for the those Queen's of English. you that are still that's the Queen's that's English. The, that is the Queen's English. Z is a thing. Yeah. For Jar- Charlie in Newfoundland, who's still listening. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you have a Celica or a Celica? <laughs> that's like Celica. a Nirvana tape stuck in my Mazda. <laughs> let's get some pasta. Uh, let's go with the first concert. 
First concert. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. Mine's very um, Canadian, just so you know. Yes. Well, actually, when, actually I was a, when I was a little kid, I went to see Beatlemania. My parents took me to that in, in Edmonton, and we've played that same venue. The weird thing is, in Slash's band, we managed to play all these venues that I saw concerts in as a little <laughs> kid, so it was like, really weird. Which is pretty cool, though. It's super cool. Like I remember like standing on stage going, I was right there when I was... Yeah, whatever, watching you know. whatever. Well, the first one I saw, you know, really saw about 13, my friends, we went into the city, Saskatoon, and we watched... Uh, it was Brian Adams, a young kid named Brian Adams, opening for a band called Loverboy, 83. When wow. When Get Lucky. So it doesn't get much more Canadian than that. With the Bruce Allen-Bob Rock connection. And and Brian was full of piss and vinegar. I remember him running around like the drum riser kind of thing. Like he was, you know, he's playing guitar or whatever. He was still rock and roll. It was before all the... Please forgive me. Yeah, like me. all the kind of ballads and stuff like that. Everything I more do. Like, he was like a young... Kind I'll of, say this. Kind of Springsteen-y I, I, I in a sense. I think, yeah. bingo. Yeah. I think Brian Adams is the Canadian Bruce Springsteen. He is, yeah. And I, I mean, think a, very underrated and not that it matters. I don't think he's that underrated, dude. That guy's like a massive like I know, stadium-filling what artist What I'm saying is we're talking about um, mainstream... You know, uh, he's always uh, been a good dude too. Like any of the times, I, you wouldn't know me from from Adam, but any time I've ever had a chance to be in the same room as him, he's always been really cool. Definitely should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for whatever that's so. worth. If you're talking about, a, is a there a Canadian one? <laughs> he's oh. probably he's probably in the Kitchener Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> the Kitchener Hall of Fame. He's in that one. Wow. I think you're in that one. By the way, <laughs> I think I think Frank Sidoris. Frank Sidoris might be. Yeah. In that one. I don't know how the hell that happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Fitzy. First, uh, first uh, concert, yeah. like first rock band, um, Van Halen, nineteen eighty four, at Winnipeg wow. Arena. Who's the like, opening band? Yeah, uh, the Bus Boys. Ah, uh, the Bus Boys. Right, Bus Boys open that tour. That's, that's, that's such a Dave band. thing. Like Dave, that picks, was a Dave picks the opening band. That was right. an autograph. I saw Ziggy. No, no, no. for that. But no. who did autograph open for? Motley Crue. No. What tour? Uh, girls, girls, no theater. No, nope. thank you. And I remember because bass player Randy Rand was looking at me. What? <laughs> He's, I was like, you know what? He's looking at me. You know what's He's funny, Chris? Right at me. He's looking at me. <laughs> Even Randy though we Rand. went to high different high schools, I remember seeing you in the front row for so many concerts. Oh like, yeah, we were front row for everything. I remember uh, yeah. ACDC, Who Made Who, David Lee Roth, Edmund Smile, like yes. looking around Queensryche. You know, again. you know what yeah, my exactly. uh, you know what my my mo was is that I would okay, so I would buy a ticket anywhere at waiting in line at Eaton's or whatever. And then I would uh, have a friend of mine who was on the floor take his ticket stub and he would grab someone else's ticket stub and take it in a pack of cigarettes. He would walk out of the floor into the non-floor area, give me his stub and walk back in, show his uh, stub and then I would go that to the move, floor. Yeah. And then I we could just that. go wherever I wanted. Sure, and yeah. I would go straight to the front and then I would always find hot chicks and then when the lights went out, I would grab their asses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. What a, so Thanks for that. Terrible. There was one girl that went to JT. She was super hot, and she had half blonde hair, half black hair. Tina? How do you know Turbo Tina? I, I was right. <laughs> Turbo I was Tina. Right. Is that her name? Yeah. She used to wear spandex. If you don't, if there's not a new Fozzie song called Turbo, Turbo Tina on the next Tina. album, I'll be so pissed off. <laughs> Turbo Tina, you should have seen her. That, that, get the it pen. Get the. Itself. Yeah, yeah. It Dude, that's that's her. Did you ever date Turbo Tina? I'm pretty sure there's going to be a restraining Fitz. order from Turbo Tina coming soon. <laughs> can, we, can we get the fits? Uh... I have no comment. He's, yeah. he's taking the fits. Uh, he's taking, taking the fits. Yeah. The fits wow. Let's just, he is swerving swerve Merv's fun. I never had girlfriends in school, really. I was I like, know, so no one really. to let's just say there's a 20-year-old kid in Winnipeg that looks like Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> many, many, many. Many, many. Oh, man, that's so funny. I can't believe that. I remember those shake naked days. 
I can't believe that. So Turbotina was the girl, right? She was yeah. the hot, the hot girl. I think every high school had a. Hot oh yeah, girl. yeah, yeah. Somebody try and find her on Facebook right now. Please, Turbotina from JT. Like now. Yeah, I, that's, that was my so that was my thing. I would always see you also at McDonald's, and because Warren didn't like you, then I didn't like you by proxy. Yeah, but I also saw you at the drive-in years later. We used oh, to go. Remember, we used to sneak straight. our booze in the hood of the cars. <laughs> and we used to sneak everybody in the trunk. And I, I remember we parked at the back, and we'd have, like, these full parties. Nobody would ever watch the movies. It was, like, no, it was never. And right. That, it was the drive-in right, you know, west the end of town there. The long weekend. And I remember lighters. meeting you and a bunch of the Westwood guys. We were like, those guys are, you know. <laughs> you hated us. Yeah. We hated you. It, our, our schools were literally, like, a three-minute drive. I know, right. But because you go to different schools, it was like, you know, the Sharks versus the Jets. It really is. Totally. Yeah. And then even so, when, when Warren Rumpel, who we talked about earlier, Went to J. So, so we graduated, and Warren wanted to stay in high school for a couple more semesters. He, <laughs> he went, wanted to. He wasn't held back. No, he wanted to. <laughs> okay, he wanted well, to. Yeah. This is the guy that started smoking at nineteen. <laughs> no one well, starts at nineteen. If you if you hold back a few years, then you're the interesting older guy to the chicks. <laughs> you know, That's my wife has a nickname for Warren. She doesn't, I don't even think she knows his name. She's like that guy. How's it going, eh? How's it going, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's his nickname. And he comes to me. So, you know, how's it going, eh? Going, eh? I, I borrowed his ID to go to. Like, hey, I'm going to Chicago, and I need to. Get Get some ID. Oh, here, here, here you go. Here, here's your and, and, I, and I borrowed his ID. It was the idea that we made with the one-sided <laughs> no, photocopy. No, no. At this point, I was he was old enough because he was a little bit older than me. I would use his ID and I would go to the states. Was it the still? It didn't, I the, could drive. There's no pictures on it back no, then. Still, no, okay, there was never any pictures yeah. on it back then. Yeah. So, I, so I got pulled over in Chicago. They said, and they pulled me out of the car. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, what am I going to do? So they put me on the back of the car and everything, and they searched the car and they're like. Why am I getting pulled over? He goes, well, we didn't recognize the license plate. Manitoba. 90s. Manitoba license yeah, plate. Friendly yeah, friendly Manitoba. Uh, we don't recognize the license plate. Wow. And I'm yeah. like, I'm 6'3 in this f***ing ID. <laughs> and all this. They didn't care about any of that. But they let me go. That crazy they license asked. plate with a bison on it. <laughs> I got up pulled up. over in uh, like Nevada one time when I had Alberta plates. And they go, Alberta, where's that? In British Columbia? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Kind of. Sorry, America. Sorry, America. Sorry. 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 So, um, yes, we used to see you all the time. Uh, I was always in the front row. And and did you say what your first concert was? Van Halen. Van Halen. Okay, 84. 84 Jeff, Van Halen. It was, well, technically it was Defenders of the Faith, but I saw Whoa. a great white open up. Yeah, I saw that same tour yeah, in Regina. Yeah, Defenders yeah. of the Faith. And okay. I, you know how many lawns I had to cut grass and do everything? Really? To, that was one of the shows. Ticket. That was one of the shows we went through the back way to, to see that. To that show. <laughs> that was your jam, yeah. the, uh, yeah. the door rush. But back in those days, I mean, it's funny to think of it now. But back then, seeing a concert, you always just stood in the front. Like there was, I wouldn't even yeah. consider sitting anywhere. We right. always, yeah, yeah, you we always stood up. Bruises on your ribs and everything the next day, but it was like that's the way to see a show. Yeah, yeah, that's the way you go. Priest My first white. show was uh, not metal. So really? please don't uh, yeah. crucify me for this. Is Nana Muscuri? Uh Fred Penner. Fred Anne Penner. <laughs> Anne Murray. Really? Wow. He's not Anne Murray. Oh, wow. The first band I, I ever saw. Okay. The first band I brought a ticket to see was The Police. Oh, wow. The opening band was The Thompson Twins. No nice. way. Yes. Which tour of The Police? Synchronicity. Oh, Synchronicity, sure. And the thing is, with the, with the advent of Google, I looked it up. It's August 23rd, 1983. I've done this. That's the set list and everything. Huh? Stadium, right? No, no, it was oh, the no. Uh, arena. Oh, was it arena? I'm, yeah. And I remember this is cat called Mike Peters, and we saw him in the lobby, and he's like, hey, what's up, dude? He's like this punk guy. It looked like he was in the alarm or something. Right. And he was like, you know, please suck. I'm just here to see The Thompson Twins, man. <laughs> I wow. love The Thompson Twins. super cutting edge, eh? <laughs> Did you uh, did everybody see the animalized Kiss tour on that? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 That was the fir first time we ever saw Kiss. When I heard you know them say 
you wanted the best, you got the best, the hottest Amazing. band in the world. I was, my mind was blown. Was that in Regina? Regina, yeah. So and it was, full and Kulik, Bruce Kulik was the guitar player, and we were like, you know, I, I was one of those guys that read all the rock magazines. I knew there was a new guitar player named Bruce Kulik. See, I didn't Bruce know. Kulik, which which yeah. rock magazine, so... Oh jeez! Well, would have been, been circus, 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 yeah, faces, faces, circus, cream. One, that that yeah. might have been pre-faces. No, I guess it was probably faces. Yeah, Meat Magazine. What was the one? What was the one? Drew Masters <laughs> was Rip around then. Yeah, Rip would have been around. Yeah. Then. Who is a good friend of yours? Lawn friend, lawn friend. Uh, I did not know that there was a new guitar playing Kiss. I remember looking at the T-shirt that I bought. Doc and open for that tour. They by did. The way. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. I remember looking at the T-shirt, going, "That guy there, looking at Mark St. John, is not." That guy, the same as that guy there, because that guy has an afro and that guy is straight hair. Straight hair, yeah, exactly. And that's all I knew. For some, I think I'd read in some kind of like you know, like they'd be like quick little thing saying like Bruce Kulick is now filling in for. I think I think he was still technically filling in. But see, here's the thing: like being, and we're just getting ready to wrap this up soon. But being as as a huge. uh, Huge fans of music. When Kiss came to town, like you said, yeah. Kiss? Are you yeah. kidding me? Like that could be the biggest band. Well, Maiden came to town too. That was pretty huge. Yep, yep. Maiden and Kiss were like to me Maiden neck with and neck. Twisted sister. sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was oh. great. You know, when Crocus came, it was and great. Girl School was came the tour before on the piece okay. of, piece but of my to see really? Kiss live in person. It's a big deal to me. Still is like one of my favorite concerts ever. Even though I don't remember one note. Really? I don't know if they were good, bad, shit, terrible, but seeing Kiss, too, yeah. Yeah. and I remember he made some kind of a, Paul was talking about the, the Michael Jackson doll, yep. and he yep. was talking shit about it, and he pulled the pants, and I said, look, uh, genetically correct, yep. get it, yep. Yep. and then he was talking about Duran Duran sucks, and they can off like this one kiss was in there yeah saying the f word they stage. were like whoa mm-hmm. yeah. like we're gonna we're gonna join because in. twisted sister was gnarly right like right, that. right, yeah. right so that was like to me it was like just a huge deal to kiss 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 i remember in regina paul stanley said uh it's nice to be here in regina he goes don't worry we're from a town called penis he said <laughs> Everybody always made the some sort of vagina joke every time they played vagina. That's great. Okay. And I think I think Alice Cooper came out. and He was like, "Hello, Regina," and it was a kind of like a boo. kind of like a, yeah. like a very apathetic kind of boo. Like, like kind of like forget what that's a shame. In. Kind yeah. of like. And the thing is, that you guys know this. Being touring musicians, sometimes, and I'm not being a dick, you honestly don't know what town you're in. I called Edmonton, Calgary last time. I was, I did that, and I was like, I walked off stage and went, well, there it is. There's the full spinal tap. There. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't get, I've fallen on stage a thousand times, and then, that, but I've never done that. I did that, I walked off stage and go, well, there it is. I have the six degree black belt of fucking spinal tap. <laughs> <laughs> we had a show in uh, Bochum, Germany. It's B O C H U M. Yeah, that's tough, though, dude. Bochum, Bochum. You have to get the, like, and tell I me how at, to say this properly. Yes, yeah. and I asked the guy backstage through, and this place was like, it was a good show, it was a good crowd. And I asked the guy backstage three or four times, Bohum, Baham, Bohum, Bohum. Yeah. Baham, Bohum. And I finally just said, it was my big moment. Like, welcome to the show. Germany! Right. I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it, but that's hard. So if Did he, that get a reaction at least? Of course, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, we are from Germany. We love it. Yeah. If I would have pronounced the name right, which would have been a 10% chance, 
probably would have said like Bachum, and would have been like Manson just say. keeps calling them Deutschland. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny just to, to think back to like, okay, we grew up in Winnipeg, which on a say Kisses tour, probably they look at all these dates. We got New York, we got LA, we got Chicago, and they go, right. you know, Winnipeg's like just a little blip on the radar. Right. But to us, all those shows that we saw in Winnipeg were actually like they're fucking monumental. Like, to this day, I'll never forget them. But see, but, but see, for the bands, it might have been oh, just a quick stop at tertiary markets. Well, yeah, but when you when you good word tertiary when you listen to their interviews and read the books and stuff those guys especially paul will say like those shows were the biggest ones for us because we didn't know what we were going to get sure and you guys know you go into you know new york okay we know what new york's gonna be but then you go into like i don't know like omaha nebraska oh my gosh these people were insane totally yeah. what a great show it yeah. was yeah, or absolutely. go to you know leeds england like, like i never expected it and i think i think i know for our standpoint and yours as well mm-hmm. todd when those bands came to town, it seemed to me like it was the greatest crowd in the world. Like, I was cheering for everything. That's literally like what I would think to myself. I am breathing the same air in this building as Paul Stanley. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, I would have that kind of trip. Like, Ron right. Alford is... He's, he's, he's a real guy. Somewhere. Yeah. That's him. He's that right was, there. That was, I, and that's the kind of thing that... And, and I think it goes back to the, everything we were talking about with the Canadian bands. Because it was still the same thing. Kenny Shields is right there, dude. Right. You know, and like, we know these guys now as people. Actually, everyone we just talked about... We all know these guys, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> whether it's Kenny Shields or Paul Stanley or Robert Halford. But there's Halbert. still always a little bit of a vibe. Like, you, never you, you, you never lose You never lose that. You never should. No. I like, think even, it's a real shame when you, if you do lose Sure. That, like, yeah. even like, and I'm, I'm sure you guys might be a little bit of a different vibe, but you're talking about like like playing with Slash for so long, and Slash and I have been friends for a long time. Like, yeah. I think it was 2011. Mm-hmm. But still, like, sometimes I'll be talking, like, dude, like, his, like, why is he talking to me? He's doing a stadium tour. Like, know, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, well, yeah. like, you guys played. Like, it's a pretty cool thing. Well, I saw Slash play at the Winnipeg Arena twice. Yeah. Right. Like, 87 and, and 88. Arena Bowl. Yes. Yeah. With uh, opening then, for the cult. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the cult. for Maiden. Yeah. And yeah, somewhere I, in time, too. Did Bonham, too? I didn't no, see that that was, uh, oh, sorry. wait, Lenny Kravitz opened for Bonham? Yeah, but the point so. being, yeah, it's like, you know, you see these guys, and you guys actually are writing songs with them and stuff. No matter how... How professional and how uh, you know you guys are veterans, but it's still pretty damn cool. I think so. You know, it's a pretty cool vibe. And then as a non-musician, I see you hosting a a you award show, with... and my friends are playing with Slash, right. and I'm trying to get a picture with the bodyguard, and Slash is photobombing it. Like, <laughs> and like, then we go to Slash's house where yes. Slash isn't even there. Right. Wait a minute, watching yeah. movies. He was upstairs in his bedroom where we were yes. all downstairs hanging out. Did, who were you telling a story backstage at the um, the uh, uh, the Revolver Awards? Yeah, yeah. In the dressing room, and you was it Dave Grohl? You were telling us a Winnipeg story or something? I think yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave, uh, we were talking about. I think we about Sword or some weird obscure metal band or something. Mm-hmm. But it was you and me and Dave and Alice was in there. That's Alice Cooper. I call him Alice now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We were just hanging around talking about <laughs> some Mr. Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you were trying to explain to Dave the the six degrees of separation. How you and I are both like right, I'm playing right, with Slash right. that day, and you're hosting, and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're, but we're both from the same city. And Dave, Dave was like, okay. Roll told a story mm-hmm. when he said. He asked me, where, where are you from? And I go, well, I'm kind of from Vancouver. Uh, from you Saskatchewan. Even you're from Lin- said, Linville. If I said Saskatchewan, he would look at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we call you Nirvana. But, uh, <laughs> but I said, but I said Van- well, I lived in Vancouver last time. And he goes, oh, Vancouver. And he started telling me the story about how he played there like with Scream or something like that, one of, those, one of his punk runs anyway. And he told, kept telling me the story about how 
I assume he meant Matt Fournette because he kept saying the drummer for Loverboy was there. Yeah. And he kept wanting to go out to our bus. And he, I think he wanted to like do blow on the bus. And I kept saying, we don't have a bus. <laughs> and we don't have hey, any man. blow. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any blow. It's kind of like, hey, man, let's go on your bus. Let's go on the bus. And he's like, dude, we don't have like a fucking like, <laughs> shitty cargo van, you know, broken down. We got a couple of bats in our uh, Econoline <laughs> yeah, 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 van exactly. over here. My surreal moment for that, for going to the Revolver Awards, Brent brought me there the one year. Is now you guys are playing on stage with Slash, yeah. mm-hmm. which would be Todd and uh, Brent, yeah. and I'm you're hosting the yeah, awards. I'm hosting you're the doing awards. something, so you're out of the room. So I'm in a room alone with <laughs> Slash, or excuse me, not Slash, uh, with Lemmy, right. with Alice Cooper, and they're like, "Wow!" He goes, "Man, why does Slash have such a hot band?" And like these are my buddies. And really? Like, what the? And yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, anybody in that band could sing. He goes, this is the greatest. Like, who said that? Lemmy or Alice? Lemmy and Alice yeah. are talking really? together. What I'm standing, <laughs> the three of us, and they're talking about how great Slash's band is. Really? He's like, they're jealous of Slash for having such the hottest band. And you know, Alice is about to go out and play with them. And le- like, like it was just yeah, the weirdest moment yeah, yeah. ever. That, that is was surreal. the and just to finish that off. What was the Dressing room uh, door. We always talked about oh, how yeah, great it was. Uh, Alice Cooper slash Jericho. Yeah, no, no, yeah. not even <laughs> Alice Cooper, and then Chris Jericho slash conspirators, and uh, you yeah, know, like I took a picture of hundred people. The longest, that, so. like uh, <laughs> just like your band name. I remember because yeah. we just played on Leno before that one, yeah. and I remember, I remember. Ouch! My feet so, just hurt. You dropped the yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Leno. That's a big one. Watch your toes. But the uh, <laughs> but I remember Chip. I think it was Chip, Chipster from... Yeah, Chip Regarius. Or... Oh, have you met Rob Halford? And I'm like, and we go back to this thing, sneaking in the back <laughs> of the <laughs> Agridome about... in Regina to watch Defenders of the Faith. Yeah, which, yeah. which at the time, that stage set, the Metallion, oh, seemed like it was... Yeah, you think it was like the wall, Roger yeah, Waters. exactly. <laughs> it probably was super hokey or something. I can't Terrible. remember, but, but it was... What but at the time was... Yeah. The, the drums were on one paw... Literally a paw, yeah. and Rob came out the mouth and then walked and go down the other <laughs> paw. But anyway, he goes, "This is Rob Halford." And I go, "Holy!" F-. And I go, and he goes, "You guys sounded great on Leno the other night." And I go, "This guy's just." F-. He sat and watched us on Leno. Yeah, the other yeah. night. I was like, my mind was blown. He's taking the piss. The other, really the other time it. I had an experience like that was we went. Fitz and I went and saw Cheap Trick do Dream Police at the Greek Theater. Wow, the whole album. Y'all do yeah. this fast, and I'm a huge Cheap great, Trick yeah. fan. We're yeah, all Cheap yeah, Trick yeah. fans, and I go backstage. And and Robin Zander goes, hey man, talk to your boss. Let's do a tour together. We'll open for you. And I'm looking at him like, what? Yeah, yeah, like what? For me? Yeah, I'm like, for you know, me? I, the whole, life is weird when you're like six four, six five, because everybody's small. You're like, Robin Zander is just a small person. But I'm like, <laughs> but you know, you're like, but he's a god. You know, you're like, have you ever met? You're any, open for us. Have you ever met any rock guys that are as tall as you? Yeah, like Wasp. <laughs> Chris Holmes. Mean man. Chris Holmes. Back. Peter Steele. Yeah. Peter Steele. Peter St- well, I never met Peter Steele. Oh, yeah, there, there's quite a few. Part. There's I'm, quite I'm, a few tall. I feel like Marilyn Manson's pretty tall. tall as you. Manson's tall. Is it Manson tall? No, he's not as tall. Okay. Tall, but he's well, he's always got tall. like a giant. No, Tommy Lee's tall. He's like about, about my height. Oh, is he? He's pretty close. Yeah, I think so. Is yeah. your cock as big as his? My films are a lot shorter. <laughs> his, his, horn, his horn doesn't work as well. Yeah, exactly. All right, last question. Favorite Canadian uh, rock band of all time? That's Jeff. tough. It has to be Streetheart. Streetheart. Oh, and you're wearing the shirt. Yep. Street, great, great, great. Kenny Shields. Yeah. Love you, buddy. 
And uh, Under My Thumb, uh, such a great cover. that Under I My heard. Thumb, exactly. We all thought that was a Streetheart song. As, yeah, as Rolling Stone. You mean, you mean we, a Rolling Stone song? Or, oh, no, you're right. You're yeah, we thought it was Streetheart, but yeah. when we did the Coverboy thing, the the that was cover. the only rule is that we have to play Under My Thumb. Well, it's such yeah. a great. And we had Spider from Streetheart playing, playing a bass solo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And um, uh, Keith Richards said, apparently, I heard this from somebody, that Keith Richards told someone, in, maybe Kenny or somebody, that that cover is better than our version. Really? Wow. I, and maybe I've I'm heard, just making this up. Have you heard this, Jeff? Someone back me up on this. Yes. Okay, huh. you don't know why Street or play. You don't like. You don't like Kickaxe played Sturgeon, but you do know that somewhere Keith Richards said that to somebody. I think Keith Richards had something to do with Kickaxe playing as Sturgeon. <laughs> that's that's, <exactly laughs> that's what the cool. story's all mixed up now. Principal like Richards, we have a rock band. <laughs> I want you to book that group. You book that heavy metal group. Fifty favorite Canadian. I would put Streetheart up there too, but we forgot to mention. I'm not dropping names, but I do fill in on the Guess Who once in a while, oh, and yeah, the Guess yeah, Who yeah, is still. Yeah, well, I mean, the catalog the is unbelievable. I somebody heard once again. It might have been Keith Richards told me this. At, in 1971 or 72, the biggest band in the world was the Guess Who, bigger than anybody else. Like the Guess Who was that big at the time. Hmm, I would agree. So like like I'm talking about like uh, charts and I think they beat the Beatles on the charts at one time. Like in '71 when the Beatles ended, yeah. and the Stones were kind of whatever. It was the Guess Who. So definitely. And Burton Cummings' voice, you know, when I look back, listen back to that stuff, he was top of the game. Like there was, he, you know, absolutely, he was like the real deal. In yeah. 2000, I was voted uh, Manitoba's sexiest man. Really? What? And the second runner-up, Burton Cummings. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wow. So I came in second place to a guy who was like That's 20 years, awesome. you know what? 30 years older than me. And <laughs> third was Kevin from Estacat. <laughs> the coolest, the coolest Even thing. He's not from Manitoba. Yeah, he was we, that we, sexy. We waved, we waved the rules. Of all the things that uh, everyone at this table, <laughs> look, that has accomplished, Chris Jericho is in the Manitoba Encyclopedia. Oh, yeah. Do you know really? that? Really? You know an encyclopedia for Manitoba? Yeah. It's like a big, it? thick fucking book. Yeah. Really? You're in it. I remember you sent me some link of like some they had some uh, trailer of like Manitoba rules that all these people from Manitoba and my big thing is Mia Vardaludos from like my big fat Greek wedding right who for yeah. some reason because she had one hit movie is like Winnipeg's favorite son daughter uh-huh. whatever right. fuck Maria Vardaludos whoa whoa no whoa. Not, well you got a lot of people oh, after yeah. you <laughs> no she had one hit and they put her. Above all the shit that Burton Cummings has done, yeah, all the sure, shit that yeah. Jericho's That's done, tough. all the shit that all these Manitoba heroes have done, mm-hmm. and she was hired, and they put the trailer for the Manitoba biggest, whatever it was, like, come to Manitoba, and mm-hmm. this person was there, and then I was at the very end. I was like the last two seconds. So at least I made that. But I'm still mad at Mia Verlulis. <laughs> okay. She's hometown. So, we got to yeah, love her. Anyway. She, Anna Paquin's from Winnipeg, too. I'll go. I like her. Anna Paquin's from Winnipeg? And you're yeah. no, well, Fitz does this game. to me all day long. This part, you know, he's from Winnipeg. Listen, Neil Young, Burton <laughs> Cummings, Anna Paquin, freaking Terry David Mulligan, whatever. TDM? But Mia Verlulis. Not from Winnipeg. <laughs> Forget her. Laurie Mustard. Laurie Mustard. <laughs> all right, Currency. Skittlevision. Favorite uh, Canadian band of all time. Um, well, we didn't touch on things like Coney Hatch. Eddie, Eddie's going to have a lot wow, to say about Oh, yeah. Eddie would love Coney um, Hatch and Moxie. Oh, I actually, well, I, I love a lot of that stuff. I mean, no, he likes Thor. I don't know if anyone at this. I don't know if he really likes Thor, if he just supports Thor. You've Thor's got to keep the awesome. dogs at bay. I've got seen to that keep yet. the dogs. Watch the Thor. Anyone listening? Still left. <laughs> Please watch Johnny in uh, Thunder Bay. Go <laughs> watch the Thor. They'll all go watch that Chris Hemsworth <laughs> yeah. Avengers movie. This guy's Canadian. I don't know. No, get the it. real Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got to yeah, keep yeah, the yeah. dogs at bay. Dog it's McMahon a very good Toronto, documentary. Uh, I would Anvilesque. 
It is, yeah. Anvil, another great rock Anvil, and roll band for a certain time frame. Yeah. yeah. And a great movie. Yeah. I would probably go with Streetheart as well. I, I think there's a lot of great Canadian music. You know, like, like bands like Sloan, I think, are fantastic. Yeah. And that goes into like more of a 90s thing. But there's so much great Canadian music. But when you really look at things, to me, I think Streetheart is the one that got away to me. It's the yeah, one yeah. that should have been, yeah. you know, like the ones that had crossover hits and all that kind of stuff. I'm, and I seeing like Ace Fraley or Hardline, these bands that covered these songs, I'm like, that band had some real... Some, yeah, and yeah. some real legs. Yeah. Guess who, obviously, that's a big one, too. I'm yeah. being a little bit more political about it, but I would probably go. And Queen City Kids, I think. I would love to have seen what would have happened album three, album four, album five with that band, but they only have two. Real quick, speaking of the Queen City Kids. So I got to find this out, and someone who's listening has to let us know, but Aerosmith apparently recorded Dance what? for the Pump Record. Yeah. Really? Someone's got to know we've this. Had a few, we've had a few people swear to swear on you know. That, see, that's such a great song. That would have been huge. Can you imagine Steven Tyler saying that? Damn! I know. That's it. his. That's his vocal. We got range. I heard that like it was on the you know like on in the studio yeah. at, at whatever wow. Little Mountain or something. It's like the was David Lee Roth kids in action, Kim Mitchell story. Yeah. There was a find us. One. Was there a demo of that? Well, Bruce Fairburn would have produced that record, so the Canadian Connection would have been find us yeah. a demo of Dance by Aerosmith. Yes. And not shut up and dance. I'm talking the song just dance. <laughs> Straight up dance. Shut up and dance. Also an Aerosmith song. Um, wow. Okay, for me, once again, Streetheart, I agree, is the one that got away. I got to go a little bit, a couple of years later, and a little heavier. Kick Axe to me. Kick Axe, Is yeah. the band that should have been way freaking bigger. I think a lot of these things would have dictated their careers. Too. If Kick Axe had connected, can you, they would have been a band that would have taken up. Or Streetheart, for that matter, would have gone into a whole other See, level but to me though if you're talking about okay streetheart is akin to Loverboy, yeah with the management whatever yeah. it was and kick axe to me is akin to quite right they're both with spencer proffer and pasha or pasha if you're where we're from pasha. kick axe should have been bigger and oh, i, I don't understand why because vices if i had to write a list of my top 20 albums of all time including beatles stones mm-hmm. Police, whatever, Kiss, mm-hmm. I would put Vice's probably at number 17, 18, or 19, 20. Yeah, I There's know. not a bad song on that record. It's, it's not a bad top song. to bottom. Even yeah. the second album is pretty much top to I agree. bottom. I agree. It's a different vibe, but top it's, to bottom. It's a different a vibe, album. and it might have hurt them because it was a little bit more um, uh, diverse. Kinda, yeah, it was diverse. They kind of maybe tried to play the commercial card a little but more. Kids, but as kids, we couldn't yeah. figure that out. I did love the video with Lee Aaron and everybody. <laughs> Quickly. A little well, help I was going to mention that. Can anybody else name the, the all-star lineup on that? Video? Okay, so so let me just explain. Kick Axe did a all star lineup of with little help for my friends. The Joe Cocker kind uh, of version. Joe That's Cocker version, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Aaron was on it. Rick Emmett was on it. Zappacosta. Wow. <laughs> Alfie Zappacosta. I played with Alfie Zappacosta, yeah. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Um, who else was on that? Uh, was there you, a, you already got three ahead of me. <laughs> I had Alfie Zappacosta loaded and I was ready to fire him out. Uh, was it, uh, uh, what was the really hot chick from the Spoons, the bass player? Oh, yeah, Ooh, she was. Susie Stacy. She was super dreamy. Oh, yeah. I loved I her. Love Spoons, tell no lies. Gordon was a singer. Tell I think it was Stacy. No, no lies. lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Stacy. What what cover did they do on the third album on Rock the World? Oh, dude, don't Rock the World. Don't, don't, no, the chain. Yes, that's right. That's a good. Version, How do you know that's that's a good version? version. Yeah. Yeah. No, Kick Axe. What was the cover they did in the first album that was the bonus for cassette only? Uh, uh, Thirty days in the hole. Thirty days in the hole. Kick Axe, we love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love Canadian Please, rock and roll. Lineup, get back together, dudes. Yeah. You guys are awesome, man. Thanks, eh? Thanks, eh? Hey. hey.
Thanks to Brent Fitz and Todd Kearns, uh, both on hiatus right now from Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. They are uh, obviously taking a break while Slash plays with his other little band, Guns N' Roses. Fitzy is out right now with uh, Whitford St. Holmes, touring with Whitesnake. And Kearns is on the road with Age of Electric, a, a big Canadian band that he was in for years. He was the uh, founder of that. And Solo Cup Jeff is in Vegas, uh, uh, drinking out of his Solo Cup and being the friendliest guy in town. So if you walk through Vegas... And go to any rock show and you see a guy with long hair, a big smile, and a solo cup. Uh, it's most likely Jeff goes to hide him. But they were a great group of guys, lots of laughs and fun remembering all those Canadian rock bands, those that made it to Canada and those that never seemed to jump beyond local star status. Kick Axe were so great. I love Kick Axe. We all love Kick Axe. Go, uh, I don't think you can buy the album Vices on uh, on iTunes. I don't think they release it anymore. I think it's out of print. But go on YouTube and just uh, type in Kickaxe Vices and listen to the album. If you like kind of heavy Judas Priest-style rock from about 1984 with five-part harmonies, it's a, it's a great record. So go check that out. And a big happy Canada Day to all my Canadian listeners and all my American listeners and all my listeners worldwide. Happy 4th of July to my American fans. And happy freaking Friday to everybody else, man. Thanks for starting your weekend with Talk is Jericho. And one last thank you to all you guys for listening to this show and supporting the great sponsors on Talk is Jericho, including Books.com. You'll get 20% off the bouquet of your choice at Books.com. And you use the promo code Jericho. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com. Use the promo code Jericho. You'll get 20% off all your flowers that were grown on the side of a volcano. All right? Say no more. And also, there's ddpyoga.com. You get 10% off anything you purchase for a limited time, including the new collector's edition of the amazing documentary, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Uh, go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Uh, also, type in that promo code Y2J. 10% off and get off your ass and do DDP Yoga. It's the best workout fitness program you can get into. I love it. Uh, and also, thanks to Amazon, the OG sponsor. They've been with us from the start. Once again, you get to my Amazon links at podcast1.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page then hit the talk is jericho button i got amazon links for the usa uk canada a canada a on canada day every time you use the talk is jericho amazon links amazon kicks back uh, some cash to this show to help us cover production costs you can buy anything you can think of on amazon and become an amazon talk is jericho warrior talk is jericho amazon warrior sounds much better go buy whatever you want on amazon take a picture of it post it at talk is jericho on the twitter and i will retweet it and follow you okay anything go buy whatever you want all right uh, remember uh, using the tij amazon links won't cost you anything extra no hidden fees or extra charges just good times and great taste man podcast one.com click on the killer deals button on the top right corner of the page then hit the talk is jericho button uh yeah and don't forget mark your calendars march 15th 2017 it's the biggest podcast ever when Mick Foley joins Talk is Jericho, countdown has begun, continued 256 days and counting. The days are flying away until it's Jericho versus Foley on the biggest podcast ever. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, keep listening for the 60-second AP news headlines coming up next. That's it for this week. Uh, thank you to Scroobius Pip for being here on Wednesday. A hilarious guy. If you haven't heard of him, go check it out. He was a great, great guest. And, of course, the Canadian Rock Show today was a lot of fun. And the great guests continue next Wednesday. I want to bring my old friend and uh, making his talk as Jericho debut. Hurricane Helms will be here. The last guy I ever traveled with on a, on a weekly basis. Super funny guy. Uh, a great dude. He will be here on Wednesday. So we will see you then when Hurricane Helms. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Yeah, boy. Happy Canada Day, Inc. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com.